The following is another Classic Hit Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents high school football. Wins right with Harris, wide right, and in the slot is Gruby. And back to pass Waller, three-step drop, goes to the single man, and turning behind to make the catch, 45, and he's in the open. It's going to be Blasco all the way to the end zone. A 74-yard touchdown reception, and one minute into the second half, the Cats are up 20. Today, the Carney Bearcats hit the road to open up the Class A playoffs in Omaha against the Millard North Mustangs. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Class Kids Sports Club. Waller back to pass, hit as he throws, got him out of the end zone, King touchdown, Carney high. King got behind Braden Hartwig in the corner, and the Bearcats are up 13 to nothing, and Waller took a shot right as he threw it, but he pops up. This is the first ever meeting in the playoffs between these two programs. Carney looks for their second straight quarterfinals appearance, but will face a Miller North team whose only losses are to the top two undefeated teams in the state. It's the Mustangs and Bearcats coming up next, but first to do Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Buell Stadium in Miller with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda and Larry Baker. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. Here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or New Tech Seed dealer near you. Carney High has been here before playing a variety of Millard schools, and they've been here playing Millard North, but they've never played Millard North in the state high school football playoffs, and they'll get that opportunity here this afternoon. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you as we get ready for this Class A contest. And Larry, make no bones about it. This is going to be a tough football game for Carney High. It always is for an underdog, but coming down to Buell Stadium, taking on any of the Millard schools and Fred Petito and the great tradition that they have here for the Mustangs is always tough. There are only two losses to the top two teams in the state, Bellevue West and Millard West, who are 9-0. and Yeah, and I, I, I think the thing, Doug, is as you look at this, is Carney's done a magnificent job again this year, staying competitive, being again one of the top teams in Class A, but they're going to play one of the top teams in Class A tonight. Coming into the season, a lot of people thought Millard North was maybe the second-best team in the state uh, behind Millard West, and a few stumbles along the way, uh, but this is still a great Millard North team. We are glad to have you along with us. Of course, football going on on ESPN Radio with Gibbon taking on Bridgeport. This is the first game of our doubleheader. We'll be followed up by what could be the best first-round matchup in C2 with Sutton hosting North Platte St. Pat's. Randy Bushcutter will have the call there. Then Mike Will on the call of St. Cecilia and Tri-County tonight at Duncan Field coming off yesterday's Class D action. We'll hear from both of the coaches, Coach Petito and Coach Cool. but at the beginning of the year, I think uh, anything more than three wins for Carney High, some people thought, would be a huge accomplishment. Making the playoffs would be a huge accomplishment. Well, they have made the playoffs, but they do stumble in a little bit after losses to Millard West and Norfolk. They will have to uh, come up with a scheme, and Coach Cool and his staff always have come up. They are we, Not just because they're our coaches, but they are some of the best coaches in the state, and they will have a scheme, but will they have enough talent on the field today? 
to execute it against, as you said, this big, powerful line and talented Millard North team who actually can chuck the ball a little bit with a record-breaking quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's the deal. You know they'll have a plan, and I think this really is going to kind of boil down to what Coach Archer can get done on that side of the ball. The big deal here, Doug, is Millard North, you know, you're looking at a team that, again, has put up, you know, 3,400 yards on the season, okay? But they've done it a little bit differently. Most generally, if they've got 3,400 yards on the season, 3,200 are on the ground, and they've Mm -hmm. got the obligatory 200 yards passing. Not the case here. Of those 3,400 yards, you're looking at almost 1,200 through the air. Very, uh, a lot more balance here uh, with Millard North than you've seen in the past. You can't just line up and stop the veer. You do have to keep some guys back. And that really is a tough thing because that Veer game is the same as it's always been uh, for Millard North. They just now have the uh, ability to throw the ball a little bit. And uh, they also have a good the quarterback can also run the ball. And then as you look at some other things here, Larry, you see that they run the ball, but they don't have that one stud running back. they got about four guys, including their quarterback, that can get you over 500 yards on the season. So you can't even focus on the one back when they put three in the backfield. No, and, and, and that is the thing, and that's what the Veer game does to you. You know, their, their leading rushers go off on the season at 588, 458, 360, 274. The thing here is going to be, I really think the key clearly is going to be Carney's defense, but I... You're not going to stop completely just shut down Millard North. What kind of offensive output can Carney get going? You know, the inverse to this 3,400 yards with Millard North here is the fact that you've got a Carney team that has only put only, it's still a tremendous number, but only at 2,600 yards total on the season. So this is a situation where you've got a big-time offense uh, in Millard North, and they can play defense. Carney's going to have to be able to find a way to put points on the board today. They're not going to completely stop Millard North. You're going to have to score with them here a little bit. Yeah, you got to put points on the board, and this game can't get to 28 or 30 points for Carney to have a chance. They're going to have to win the turnover battle. They're going to have to play a very solid, solid football game, and that may not be enough. They're going to need some help today from Millard North, as Coach Cool will tell us. You're listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits and online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Schedule a campus visit today. It's Kearney High and Millard North, the opening round of the Class A state playoffs, and we'll hear from the coaches Fred Petito and Brandon Cool when we return on the New Tech Seed pregame show. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. The new Tech Seed pregame show rolls on here on Classic Hits, the opening round of the Class A playoffs. Millard North welcoming in Carney High. A little history between the teams. Uh, most of that has went in favor of the Mustangs, but so have a lot of football games over the years. And legendary coach Fred Petito joins us here in the pregame. And coach, thanks so much for the time. And when playoffs roll around, it just seems like there's a new sense of energy. Uh, do you still get that? And do the kids still get that? 
Oh, well, absolutely. You know, uh, we say we work extremely hard around here, you know, in the off season and just to play nine games, <laughs> you know, we've got to, we've got to move on from there. So, uh, yeah, the kids really look forward to it and we like the finality of, you know, win and move on. So, uh, yeah, playoff football is, 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 is a big deal around here. Coach, give me a thought about your season to this point, seven and two, the two losses to the two teams above you in the rankings. So there's no embarrassment there, although one wasn't as close as you probably wanted it to be. How is your team, how's your team improved, I guess, throughout this season? Well, that's what we've done since, you know, since we got, you know, taken into shed by Miller West. And it wasn't as bad as the score. They never are. Uh, we've really showed market improvement. You can see it daily, weekly, and uh, they've played well. And uh, they're getting more detailed on what they do. Their approach to practice is better. Uh, and just their overall, just gaining experience. And uh, so we're, you know, we're really happy with what, what they've done and uh, proud of what they've done. You're a program that uh, has been able to stand the test of time doing the same things virtually over and over, but doing them so well. One thing is that we noticed your quarterback is a, a little bit better. You still don't go out and chuck it 25 times a game, but uh, he has set some records, and that probably has helped your offense even more. Yeah, we play to you know what he can do. He's a real heady kid, uh, and uh, we've got some skill out wide. In our backs, they block, they do. So it's it's kind of one of those deals, you know, you, you you take what they give you, or not give you, you take what what's there. And, uh, you know, we're still an option-based team. And, uh, yeah, we're, 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 we're getting a little mileage, a little more mileage out of the throw this year. Fred Petito, the head football coach at Millard North, is with us here on the New Tech Seed pregame show, getting ready to take on Carney. As you said, another reason that you're able to sustain and have year after year is you can rotate a lot of kids in. Some underclassmen may get in there. Uh, it's not just 11 or 12 kids on, on each side of the football. Talk about what that does in your running game, and you can use three, four, five different kids. Uh, is there any difference or diversity, or can they all pretty much do the same thing for you? Well, they're they're all they know their job description, and we are we have good depth, and uh, and so they know it's a contact game. So they learn that from freshman year on up. And uh, but we've got some pretty good balance in our kids. Are more than willing. They don't really care who gets the credit. They just like to see the end result. And uh, so it's you know tradition doesn't die, like they say, and, and so it's kind of passed on and. And we do like to play a lot of kids because and, and they understand we put them out there is not because they're entitled. Okay, <laughs> they do because they've earned they've earned that. And Fred, what makes one of the reasons your offense goes is obviously what you do up front, and you've got a ton of horses again this year. Is there a certain way that when these kids are in whatever grade or whatever age that you just kind of mold them in the same uh, fashion that you have over the last couple decades? Well, it's. You know, you, you can do that. You can, you know, you can't go out and get skill at times or manufacturers. But in the weight room, in the offseason, in your developmental program, you can develop power and you can teach competitiveness and you can teach how to finish. And those are the parts we can control. And we're, we're fortunate this year to have these guys have been with us for two years now, and they are a good bunch. And they know that, like I said, and they really know. I always tell them the hardest thing in sports is to move a man that doesn't want to be moved. There's, you know, and and so they understand what they need to do, and they have to do it as a unit, and they're they're getting it. They're really starting to get it.
You may have an advantage in a variety of places in the ball game today, Coach, but up front, offensive and defensive line, you would seem to have a huge advantage. So as you get ready here for Kearney, uh, your game plan, I'm guessing, not going to change. And you see on film what many people have. So your game plan and what you're expecting to do today against the Bearcats. Yeah, we, you know, we are more concerned about what we do and not the opponent. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to prepare that way, and we always have. And uh, while we respect who we play, we respect what we do also. So, yeah, it's going to be the, they're going to know what we do. They're going to know how we do it, okay? And then it's a matter of who can physically execute. Fred Petito, last minute, what concerns you about Carney? Well, Carney's they've got great toughness. They always have. We, I've admired that, and we just started playing them a few years ago. But um, the one thing that just jumps out is that every down, you're going to have to earn what you get out of, against these guys. And that's why they have a good football program. Coach, obviously uh, it is the one game at a time. I just was looking for uh, your thoughts on the Class A field as a whole. It looks like it's about four deep including you guys, and then maybe a line drawn under that. You've seen most of the teams that uh, may be your biggest competition to get to Lincoln. What about uh, the way the Class A field stacks up this year? Well, you know, we have seen everybody around this area, and we've played three Lincoln schools. We've seen Grand Island, and uh, you know, we've seen Norfolk. So we have seen everybody, and, you know, it's a kind of a dogfight. You, you better go in there and take care of the ball. ball. You better establish a line of scrimmage. And like we said with our guys, give our skill guys a chance. And there's some good skill kids around. Uh, but it's a, a tournament time, a little different. And I just think it's a pretty balanced field. And uh, I wouldn't see, be surprised to see so, so-called upsets in the early rounds. Well, Coach, uh, I know you guys want to win in advance on. That's what it's all about. The bell rings in the background, so we'll let you get going. And uh, we appreciate you chatting with us here. And uh, best of luck throughout the playoffs. You bet. Hey, thanks for your interest. That's Miller North Head football coach Fred Petito here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. We'll come back and chat with Carney High's Brandon Cool as they get ready for the Class A state playoffs right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. I think you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status because they lived it, number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of them. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. It's Friday afternoon football. It's the playoffs, and we're ready to go here on Classic Hits. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show as Millard North welcoming in the Carney Bearcats, and Coach Brandon Cool joins us here. And Coach, uh, as you've said a couple of times, it's a brand new season, and there's a couple of different ways to look at this. So let's start at the start of the season. Uh, you knew that with very few returning starters, that the playoffs would probably be one of the top goals on your board. And from that standpoint, uh, you guys, did you over? 
overachieve? Did you hit right where you thought you'd be? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Uh, going into the football season with a lot of the inexperienced guys uh, getting an opportunity to play, uh, we really didn't know what we were going to have, uh, especially the first three, four, five games of the year. And then as you see un, things un, un, unravel in, in the district competition or in class in the Class A field, you know we felt like uh, we got to a fairly decent start, had a couple bumps in the road, and then uh, um, towards the middle of the season we we had an opportunity to make the state football playoffs, and I think that really. Uh, energized our team, and we were able to win a couple close games, especially at uh, at Lincoln at, at, at the four four thirty games. And so, uh, rightfully so, these guys deserve their work ethic and leadership. Deserve to be in the state football playoffs. Brandon, why do you think this team was able to play pretty good most of the season, albeit though? And we'll get to the second half of the last two games. Mm-hmm. But what clicked? When did it click? Uh, coaches usually have a pretty good vibe on that. The very first game of the year, you go against uh, Grand Island, who has uh, been competing in the state uh, semifinals the last, uh, what, three out of four years. And they had a nucleus of kids coming back, especially defensively. And you're missing out on about two or three plays against Grand Island as a top-five football team. And you knew, hey, we're in, a, we're in the correct spot here if we can just get over the hump. And then to get on the road, we've been on the road a lot this season, and to get on the road and get some key victories in, in Lincoln – uh, very close, had an opportunity to win at Papillion and got beaten double overtime, that we were on the verge of, uh, of being a, a state football team. And uh, once we got uh, the big victory over, over Lincoln East and they had set the tone for the rest of the district competition, um, our kids knew that um, we, were, we were able to kind of you know, make some headway on some inexperienced guys, and we just needed some game experience under our belt to compete against the big dogs like the Midwest and North Fork. Well, conversely, the last couple of weeks did not go as you wanted. We knew Millard West would be tough at the beginning of the year. A lot of people kind of thought maybe the Norfolk game would determine whether you were in or not. Mm-hmm. What it did determine was whether you were home or not. What were some mm-hmm. of the problems the last couple of weeks? Well, I think the key is, number one, you're playing the number one team in the state uh, against Millard West. Grand Island is number, what, three or four in the state. Um, and then, obviously, Norfolk was at one time, I think, number six or number seven. So the losses that we have are against a ranked opponent's uh, besides their double t- double overtime loss against Papillion and uh, Miller West, rightfully so, they're the they're, they're the best team in the state. They just uh, took care of business in, in the second half, and we just flat struggled against Norfolk. Uh, Norfolk got upset the week before at North Platte. We knew we were going to travel to Memorial Field and uh, be in, involved in a little bit of a hornet's nest. I thought Norfolk played really well for uh, uh, for the, you know probably the best game that they played all year. And then I thought we struggled. We struggled moving the ball. We struggled, struggled tackling. We struggled special teams. And so to get the mindset of our kids ready to go for the football playoffs has been going to be the key. And we got to be ready to go against Bowling North here this afternoon. We're talking with Carney High football coach Brandon Cool here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Coach, you've had the opportunity to play Millard North in and out of the playoffs over the last handful of years, so you're very familiar with Coach Petito's style. Uh, how does the talent they have compare to what we've seen the last handful of years, and do they do anything differently? Miller North is Miller North. They are going to run their base defense, which is a 4-4, and they're going to lock up man-to-man with our receivers, and they're going to say, hey, our, our guys are better athletes than your guys. And then offensively, they're going to get in that a little bit of a wing-bone look, uh, bring guys in motion, run downhill with the quarterback and the fullback out of the uh, kind of the option game. And so we have to play disciplined football. We're going to have to tackle a lot better. We're going to have to get some breaks. We're hopefully get a couple turnovers in there, but we're going to have to get some things done to keep their offense off the football field. 
you've game planned for this, uh, anything that you can share with us that's going to be a key, uh, as we've talked here already in the pregame, you'll probably definitely have to win the turnover battle. I don't know that the weather's going to get bad in time for this game to be played, but uh, what are other keys? Uh, I think the key part is when you play against their offense, you're going to have to have uh, the guys on the fullback, a couple guys on the quarterback. You're going to have to kind of at least stalemate the line of scrimmage because they're too – 52, 62, 72, 80 across the front line. And so we're going to have to get some breaks. We're going to have to make them one-dimensional. The bad thing about it, their quarterback has broken the school record in passing this year. Instead of passing it two or three times a game, they now pass it about seven or eight times a game. And a lot of times on film, those kids are wide open. So we just can't afford to give up that easy touchdown or that easy big play. And then for us offensively, when you play a lot of black coverage like that, we call it black coverage, man-to-man defense, you're going to have to do a lot of shifting. You're going to have to do a lot of motion. You're going to have to get a little bit of a, some unbalanced look to kind of dictate where their secondary is going to line up at. And then for us, we're going to have to, again, control the line of scrimmage and see if we can't get to Jake Waller and uh, Noah Urbanek working on the perimeter. Coach, uh, being the underdog in this football game, there's always that we've got nothing to lose mentality. You never know when the season's going to end. But what about just kind of ending the interview the way we started it? You had a few seniors that had seen some playing time. A lot, this is their only crack. What what about this senior class? Uh, We have tremendous seniors. Year in and year out, we have guys that uh, spend a lot of time work ethic-wise, weight room-wise, speed and agility-wise, and ball with other sports. They're great kids on and off the field, so I take my half to our seniors. Uh, we don't have very many of them. We only have 16 seniors out this year, which is uncharacteristic for us. But those 16 seniors have a lot of boldness to them, have a lot of mental toughness. And so I think they're going to rally these young guys, and I think we're going to perform at a very high level here against Miller North. Well, Brandon, you guys always do such a great job as a coaching staff. Let's set the uh, state on its ear and host North Platte next week. What do you think? That's a, that sounds great here. Thanks for your coverage. Brandon Cool, head football coach of the Carney Bearcats. We'll be back. Take a look at the starting lineups for our Class A state opener right after this on Classic Hits. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker getting ready for Carney High football as they take on Millard North. And let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We will start with the Millard North Mustangs at center is six foot two, 265 pound junior Mason Bogots. The guards are number 58, 6'1", 200 pound senior Josh Reel. And number 66, 6'2", 275-pound senior Daniel Jan. The tackles are number 76, 6'3", 265-pound senior Ethan Butler. And number 79, 6'4", 275-pound senior Corey Casper. And, Larry, that's a line that some small colleges would like to have right there. No question. When you see them down on the field, Doug, they are big and really nasty through pregame warm-ups. One of the things I noticed that you most generally don't see, they were taking their scout team to the ground. 
in, in, in those plays. That was not thud. They were live to the ground. They actually list a couple of wide receivers for Ethan Morrison. Number two is a six foot 180-pound junior, Aaron Gertis. And number eight is 5'10", 170-pound senior, Tristan Toms. In the backfield, they go with that full house backfield. You can call it what you want. It's full house. It's wishbone. It is triple option. And the fullback is number 33, 6'2", 235-pound senior, Jacob Matthew. The halfback would be number 11, 6'2", 190-pound junior, Andrew Wine. The eyeback, number 21, 6'2", 200-pound senior, Adrian Kellogg. Nick Engel actually is going to be a kid that rotates in and has as many yards as any of those young men. And the quarterback, the record setter, number 13, 5'10", 180-pound senior, Ethan Morrison. The head coach of the Mustangs is Fred Petito, assisted by a variety of folks, of course. 7-2, and two, ranked third in the state in Class A. Their only losses coming to the top two teams this year. They fell in Week 2 to Millard West, 42-7, to seven, and they fell in Week 7 to Bellevue West, 35 28. Now for the Carney High Bearcats. At center, number 53, 5'9", 215-pound senior Christian Geyser. At right guard, number 54, 6'1", 235-pound senior Ty Roseberry. Number 62, 6'5", 232-pound junior Rudy Stouffer. At tackle, on the left side, number 70, 6'2", 237-pound senior Trevor Hayner. And the right tackle, number 77, 6'3", 252-pound senior Thomas Lowe. The halfback is number 5, 5'9", 145-pound junior, Trey Gruby. The three wideouts at the X is 6'3", 192-pound senior, Zach Blasco. At Y, number 42, 6'1", 182-pound junior, Brock Marlette. And at the Z, number 15, 5'10", 175-pound senior, Alex Harris, who we saw make some spectacular plays earlier this year. The I-back is number 13, 6'2", 202-pound junior, Noah Urbanic. And the quarterback, Thrown for nearly 1,400 yards this year is number 18, 6'198 pound senior Jake Waller. The head coach of the Carney Bearcats is Brandon Cool. They come in with a record of 5 and 4. They were in and out of the rankings, but the last two losses took care of that. They lost on opening night to Grand Island. They lost in double overtime down here at Papillion La Vista and then falling to Millard West and Norfolk the last two games of the season. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. As far as the injury report goes tonight, everybody has a few injuries out there at this time of the year. And Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center can get you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Now, Tommy Kuchera has been in and out this year, and he is about the only guy that Coach Brandon Cool says they have had to take a look at here. And for Millard North, Lineman Cody Ritterbush, an offensive guard and defensive tackle, 6'1", 280-pound junior, is out of the ball game today for Coach Petito. And that's our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. Miller North won the toss. They deferred, so Carney High is going to get the football. We're moments away from kickoff here at Buell Stadium in Omaha on KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. This has been the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The Class A playoffs get underway when we return. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. 
Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Alex Harris and Noah Urbanic back deep for Carney, and it's a high, short pooch kick that will be taken at the 18-yard line by the Bearcats. Urbanic looking for some running room. He'll work to the 24, but Miller North gets down there on protection and on coverage, and that's where Carney will start. Larry Baker, keys early on for the Bearcats are one. Yeah, what they've got to do is they're a short passing game offense. Uh, they've got to get that started, set things up down the field. They've got to be solid up front. Uh, they don't run the ball particularly well, so what they're going to have to do is get that short passing game going and not allow Millard North's defensive front to be the difference. By the way, giving up 19-8, lost their quarterback, Braden Snell, though, in that football game currently on ESPN Radio. They'll go in motion with Harris, giving him trips to the right. The short side run option down to the wide side. Waller will keep it, and he'll be hit down as he got back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a half-yard gain on the play. Yeah, and Adrian Kellogg did a tremendous job there for Millard North, filling from that linebacker spot. There was a hole there. It was blocked up pretty well, and he came down hard. Doug Kellogg is very good. You'll see him on the offensive side and defensive side. Uh, He's a flyer there on defense and offense. Great football player. Millard North a little bigger little faster. I don't know about strength. You can say what you want there when you're big. You usually just say you have more strength. As they go with three wideouts, and Harris will be in motion from right to left. That leaves the right side of the field a little open. That's where Waller looks to throw. Short dump pass. Urbanic wide open. 25-30, 35-40. Down the sideline. 45-50. Into Mustang territory. All the way down to the 45-yard line. Just a simple little dump out of the back out of the uh, backfield there. Goes for 35 yards at a Bearcat. First down. That's exactly what we talked about in the open, Doug. Clear out concept there. They run all the receivers back to the fat side of the field. Uh, slip the back out on a little speed out. Uh, it's a two-yard pass that turns into that. It's a short passing game that will be the difference. Well, that was a beauty right there for the Bearcats. Obviously, these first few plays, something that you think will work off of the film. Again, they're going to empty the right side, the short side. They've had Harris in motion every time. Trips to the left, out of the I formation. First run for Urbanic, finds a hole. 40, gets down to the 37-yard line. A gain of eight for the Bearcats. And it's not so much the line blowing the holes up on a couple of plays. It's just seeing where Millard North is not and running it that way. They ran it right to the bubble there. Good angle blocking. Uh, Carney High's doing a nice job here. I love their tempo. They seem to be nice and calm here, Doug. Eight yards, second down and two. Urbanic, not maybe the year offensively rushing the ball that they had hoped, but that came with some of the problems in the youth on the offensive line. So second down and two, Waller to throw. Has time out here in the flat, and it is dropped. They had the first down to Trey Gruby, but in and out of his hands, and that'll bring up third down and two. Yeah, a little 2-3 stopper out there, 2-3 hitch, Doug. The deal is, we talked about you got to be able to catch those again, just a three-yard pass, but it moves the chains, gives you a fresh set. And that'll be the key. We talked about it. Carney's going to have to play nearly perfect. And those are the little things that you have to convert, which will be forgiven if you convert third down and two here at the 37-yard line of Millard North. Trips to the right side with Blasco in motion. Back to the left. They'll go a little deep on a wheel route, but it is shoved out of bounds and incomplete. No flag on the play. And it'll be fourth down and a decision here. And we do have a flag on the play as well. And it's going to be a hold. And now that's really... 
That's really a tough one there because fourth and two, you're going to go for it at the 37. Now it's going to be third down and 12, and if you don't convert third and 12, you're going to have to punt the ball. Here's the key. They'll come back to that, Doug. That was the exact same play that they'd completed for the 35-yard gain, the back out of the backfield. The quarterback just didn't check it down there. He tried to go down the field. See if Carney comes back to that. They're not picking up this back out of the backfield. Yeah, wide open. I thought he looked right at him and then decided to go on the wheel route as Kuchera checks into the ball game. And here's part of what they're doing. When Carney motions, Millard North is dumping that outside linebacker down into like a seven tech, and he's putting his hand on the ground. He's the guy that would account for the back out of the backfield. Earlier this year, they would take Kuchera right down the seam, and let's see if they do that here. They declined the penalty. It's fourth down, so they're going to go for it. They declined the penalty. They're going to make Carney roll the dice. Rolling out Waller has to get rid of it on the sideline. Incomplete. The ball caught, but out of bounds as they tried to get it to Blasco at the 33-yard line. Good work by the secondary down there. And what a gamble there by Millard North to decline that holding penalty. Yeah, and the thing is there... uh the DBs did do a good job because they rolled it. There was a receiver open right in the middle of the field, but because of the boot, they weren't able to throw it back. This is Carney did a great job there. Flipped the field, did a nice job, got the big play. Got to bow your neck here on defense and get it back. Is that a cocky move by Millard North declining that penalty? There is no reason in the world they should have declined that penalty. I suppose give them one crack instead of two. Where the field was, Coach, they probably think Coach Cool's going to go for it anyway. So that's two plays instead of one. Double wing. Here we go. First offensive play. They'll get it around the corner here to a wine, and he is going to be smothered at the 39. Reach forward to the 40. A gain of three for Andrew Wine. Yeah, and Zach King came up there and made the tackle. Millard North comes out in this little flex bone. One fullback right behind the quarterback, two wingbacks just outside the tackles, uh, and they usually split receivers out. Um, sometimes they'll go with a tight end, but it's a flex bone look. Usually always a motion man. It'll be pitch or option off of it. So much discipline. Then you have to make the play on this type of offense for Millard North. Scoreless, first corner, 945. Carney High stopped on fourth and two at the 37. The second snap of the ball game now for Millard North. Wine in motion again. They'll roll option to the short side. Quarterback Morrison will keep it and get to the 45-yard line. The thing that's so frustrating about that, it looks like everybody did their job, and instead of a one-yard gain, it's a five-yard gain, and it's third down and two. Yeah, and Tommy Cachera made a nice tackle there, Doug. The key there is that's just quarterback power. He reversed pivots, but they pulled. That's just a kick and wrap. They're kicking with the uh, on the D end with the fullback and then wrapping with the guard there. Uh, that is a tough play to stop. A lot of discipline, again, as you mentioned. Third down and two. Can the Bearcats get a stop at a three and out? Morrison sets him down. This time they will motion Adrian Kellogg. They'll give it to him right side. Roseberry hits him but can't bring him down across the 50 and into Kearney territory at the 44-yard line. A gain of 11 on the play. First down and 10, Millard North. Corey Casper there for Millard North. Massive kickout block. And the thing you're going to see about Kellogg is it might be two here or three there, but he's dynamite, Doug, on the pitch. He's had a great year. He's got real speed on the edge, good vision, uh, he makes things happen when he gets on the edge. Scoreless here in the first corner, and Millard North with their first snap in Bearcat tor- territory. Tom split out wide to the left, ball on the far right hash. Kellogg in motion that way, they want to throw. And the ball is out here, complete into the hands of Gertis, and he will follow a block to the 35, to the 33-yard line, and another Mustang first down, a gain of 13. And that's precisely why this passing game has opened up for Millard North. Millard North there just goes trips closed. They go trips to the field side, or excuse me, the bound, or the field side tight end to the boundary side. Big um, zone defense there against the run, and two receivers were wide open there, Doug. Curtis to the right, Thomas to the left, ball now on the near hash. 
On our side is Miller North goes right to left, and Miller North is in front of us. They'll run motion to the near side. The snap is bobbled, but Morrison's able to grab it and then is swallowed up immediately after grabbing the football by Lee Harrington. Yeah, and Lee Harrington did a nice job there. If that's a split second sooner, that ball ends up on the ground, Doug. Well, those are the things that we talked about that will have to go Carney's way. Any little sliver, they need to be at least, I think, plus two in the turnover department tonight. And that ball just slipped through Morrison's hands, but they regain it. It's third down, second down and 10 at the 31-yard line of the Bearcats. Yeah, I love Carney's demeanor here, Doug. They're playing good, tough football. On second down, Morrison sends Kellogg in motion to the right, and he'll run option that way. Morrison keeps it, cuts it back up the middle across the 25 and down to the 24-yard line. Got a good seven-yard chunk as he followed his right guard. Yeah, Noah Bonnet came up and made the tackle, Doug. Here's the trouble with that. That was just veer follow. They show inside veer, quarterback follows. Nobody tackled the fullback or the quarterback there. You've got to have somebody on one. You know, you, you, you account for them both. But what you expect is you at least delay the fullback out, and then the quarterback maybe gets you scraping paint off of the fullbacks behind. They don't tackle either one there. Busy day for the Bearcat linebackers, it looks like. On third down and three at the 24-yard line, Morrison sends wide in motion, pitches it to him to the left side, follows his block, has the first down inside the 20. Kuchera trying to drag him down. Blasco helps, but he'll tear it down to the 15-yard line. And another first down on a gain of nine. Yeah, and they are dominating on the edge, Doug, right now as Millard North. Simple toss again, and they are just getting that DN kicked out terribly there. He's got to set the edge a little better there and not let that thing balloon. That C gap is, is going from a small gap to like five gaps wide there the way he's getting kicked out. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com online. Morrison sets them down. First and 10, they'll mark it at the 16. And again, the quarterback keeps it around the left side. And this time, Carney's up to the challenge. Helmets come flying off. And it will be a short loss on the play. And I think coming out of the ball game will be Urbanic because his helmet popped off. So he's got to come out for a play. And there, Doug, Urbanic played that right. It's the same, it, whether it's sweep, if it's the halfbacker there, it's the quarterback. Same play, just different ball carrier. Urbanic there set the edge. He didn't get blown out. He held his ground, and that thing didn't go anywhere. Tate Moyer will run in the play. Nick Engel is in the backfield as the fullback. Kellogg, the right wing. Moyer, the left wing. And on second down and 10, they'll send Moyer in motion. Toss sweep right side, trying to get to the edge. Kuchera is pursuing, and he is going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. The tackle made out there on the edge by the Bearcats, and Trey Gruby looks like he's the first one there. Yeah, Trey Gruby does a great job. Tommy Kuchera is the one that really sets it up. They're the DN there. They didn't try to kick him out. They were trying to get it inside of him, and he just stayed in front of it, shuffled with his feet. Tommy Kuchera did a great job there. Uh, uh, and allowed uh, the Bearcat defenders to come up and help make the play. This is third and long now, Doug. It's going to be a loss of two on the play, trying to hold Miller North to a field goal attempt. Third down and 12. Ball at the 18-yard line of the Bearcats. Scoreless first quarter. Strong to the left side, and they'll hand it off to Kellogg, and he is met by Urbanic. Falls forward to the 11, to the 10. Man, it just doesn't look like they get anything, and it's an eight-yard gain. And now Miller North looks like they will attempt the kick. Yeah, there they went trips closed again. Again, that's three receivers to one side and a tight end on the other. And there they just ran the veer play right into the trip side over the linebacker that's flexed out with the deuce receiver. I couldn't pass that college course. It's going to be a 28-yard field goal attempt. They ran it right to the middle of the football field here for Matt Reed. 
Here's the snap, a little low. They get it down. The kick is away. Plenty of distance, and it is good. So with 4.43 to go here in the first quarter of play, Miller North on the board with a 28-yard field goal. It's 3 to nothing. the State High School football playoffs on Classic Hits, brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. Custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, First Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. Another high, short kick. Groovy's going to take it at the 20, hits the line at the 25, spins out of there to the 30 and to the 35. Extra effort there. Groovy gets about 10 more than he probably should have. A nice field position here for the Bearcats, Larry. Yeah, and Miller North's lucky that Jared Irvine was there, Doug. He just about squirts out of there. That's a big win for Carney. The way that whole kind of the first uh, two-thirds of this first quarter has gone, Doug, they did drive the field. It stalled. They made Millard North work for everything all the way down and then hold them to a field goal. Get something going here. First down and 10. The Bearcats, the opening drive, took it down to the 37-yard line of Millard North where they were stopped on fourth and two. Blasco in motion, stops behind the right end. Back to pass Waller. Pump fake. Now he wants to throw it out here in the flat for Groovy. What a catch at midfield. It'll be a first down. And a penalty flag comes out after the catch. Yeah, that's I've got to be on Millard North for the contact. The receiver's trying to come back for the ball. Millard North hadn't turned around. I know face guarding in high school, but i got to believe that's, oh, my goodness. That is an awful call, Doug. Yeah, that's what exactly I, I had the fear. They throw an offensive pass interference flag after the play's over. After the play is over, Groovy made an incredible catch because the defensive back out there, Andrew Wine, didn't turn his back. He kind of caught it over his shoulder. And instead of a 15-yard gain, Carney is going to be called for offensive pass interference. And here's the key there. He has every right to go for that ball if the Millard North defender isn't also competing for it. The Millard North defenders running away from the ball, not turned into it. It was not called, though, on Groovy. It was called back here on the edge Uh Again, there was what was going on on the edge had nothing to do with the play 15 yards away Terrible from ball. it. So a tough one there for Carney High, and it backs him up all the way to the 20-yard line. That is a 15-yard penalty. Carney is not built to cover first and 25 or second and 20. So Waller will turn. He'll hand it off to his fullback, Nate Berg, and Berg just gets back to the line of scrimmage. There's nothing there, maybe a yard. Yeah, and in that formation, it was very interesting. Zach Bleschko was uh, flexed all the way out, Doug, and it was a man look on that side with him. And the uh, Millard North defender, uh, Dylan Price, was in kind of a bail technique, bailing on the snap. You can see now screen, 
that kind of thing out there, a quick throw to him where it puts him just one-on-one. They line up trips to the right, then shift and put Blasco out here one-on-one to the wide side of the field. Waller fakes it to Berg, quarterback keeper, nowhere to go. There's a little bit of a hole. He's still fighting for yards. He's actually going to get four, maybe four and a half, but only gets to the 25-yard line, and it's going to be third down and 20. Well, and, and, and here's the problem, Doug, as you just said. Uh, not built for it. They've actually done okay on these two plays. But when you're sitting there at t- third and, or first and 25. And it's such a big play for the moment in the game. Carney's going to have it at midfield, maybe answer right back. And you just basically give him a hand that says, I don't think so. Blasco will come out to the short side. Twins to the left. Third down and 20. Will it be a safe run or will they chuck it deep? Waller takes the snap, wants to throw. He's going to chuck it deep. There's some contact. Blasco down there with wine, but no penalty flag. It'll be up fourth down and 20. The one thing I'm noticing is Carney's good enough up front, Doug. Uh, Miller North's not getting pressure. Uh, Carney's doing a nice job up front. They need to get a defensive stop here. They've got to kind of overcome the the penalty here and get the defensive stop. They're doing okay in this game. Zach Blasco's got to sell that a little bit better. He's got to fall down and wail his arms like a soccer player. Yeah, I would agree with that. And maybe you get the flag. So they're ready to punt it away. And the left-footed kick of Coster trying to keep it away from the return man. It's picked up at the 36-yard line and room around the right side. Dylan Price to the 40, to the 50, up the middle. Breaks a tackle. The kicker's the only man left, and it's going to be a punt return touchdown for Millard North. But there is a penalty flag back on the field right where he picked the ball up, negating what would have been a 53-yard punt return. And there is no question it was the gunner that was getting down for Carney. It was uh, Tommy Kerchera, and he got absolutely blasted right between the numbers in the back. There's a, that, that's a no-doubter. So a 38-yard punt, 57-yard return, but instead it'll be first down and 10, Miller North back at their 30. Yeah, and that's, that's what the doctor ordered there. I mean, you got to make that tackle, whether you get blocked in the back or not. That's one guy. There's 10 other guys there that need to step up and make that play for Carney and keep competing here. So your score is 3 to nothing, Millard North, 2.43 to go in quarter number one. Decent crowd on hand. Again, there's a doubleheader here today at Buell Stadium. Millard West be playing here tonight in the Class A playoffs, so a 4 o'clock kickoff here for the Carney High Bearcats. 3 nothing, Millard North on a 28-yard field goal from Matt Reed. First down and 10. Fake the fullback dive. No, they will give it to the fullback, and Carney is all over it. And it's Urbanic to come in there and drop big number 30, Nick Angle, behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and Ty Roseberry did a great job there, Doug. Ty Roseberry's actually going to be the guy that gets there to blow it up initially. Really nice play there. Very physical. I was actually watching that interior there, and Roseberry did a great job with his hands. So second down and 12. Twins to the right. Single set out here to the left. And now moves in motion and sets himself up as the left end, so trips to the right. Lone man of the backfield. They'll put Kellogg in a little motion. Roll out to the right as Morrison wants to throw deep into coverage. And it is caught by Wine at the 35-30, 25-20. They can't bring him down until he steps out of bounds. What a magnificent catch by Wine. And that is going to carry 60 yards. Yeah, they're going to mark him out at the 20. I'll tell you, Doug, very, very uh, well done the way that was drawn up. They sent the, the guy a motion like they've done the whole way, and just it's a twirl motion. They sent him back on the snap, 
uh, and it was just a crack release, kind of a post-corner route, uh, and he was alone. The two guys were hustling to get back as it was in the air. That was big boy football right there. 52 yards to the 20 in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. They'll pitch it to Kellogg around the right side. Carney's just not ready, and it goes into the end zone for the first touchdown of the game, and a penalty flag on the field at the three-yard line. I just, I'm unsure what happened there. Ty Roseberry had an angle. He was moving towards, and he just stopped in the play. I don't know if he was held, if something happened there. The touchdown will count a personal foul after the play on Millard North. It just looked like after that long play, Carney was still checking on the sideline for the signal, and Millard North got up there, snapped the ball. Carney wasn't quite set, and just around right in down the sideline, a 20-yard touchdown run for Adrian Kellogg. Yeah, and the uh, will be assessed on the kickoff, so it should give Carney better field position. Five points bank touchdown, the first of the game to make it 9-0, and now Matt Reed to add the extra point. Here is the snap. Delayed a little bit. Gets it down. The kick is away. Good pressure. It is up, and it is inside that left upright, and good. 1.49 to go in the first quarter of play. It is Millard North, 10. Carney High, nothing. You're listening to the State Football Playoffs on Classic Hits. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. The Aurora Cooperative Grain Team is excited to do all we can to help you have a great fall harvest. Whether it's opening earlier, closing later, offering great prices, harvest policies, or other marketing needs, we want to help you achieve your marketing goals. Be sure to call and visit with anyone on the Aurora Cooperative Grain Team about marketing options for your crop. From all of us at the Aurora Cooperative, we wish you a very safe and successful harvest. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker, our producer engineer, Jeff Ekstrom, with you from Buell Stadium here in Omaha, where Carney High has fallen behind 10-0 early. Aurora has defeated Alliance this afternoon in Class B by a score of 54-13. And also, Norfolk Catholic shuts out Fall City 42-0. Gibbon, and they put away Bridgeport 33-8. Postgame right now on ESPN Radio. After the penalty, the pooch kick is taken by the Bearcats, and Urbanic at the 30, lowers his shoulder 35, gets to the 40, and falls forward to the 41-yard line. So good field position. You look at it, I guess it just doesn't matter if it's eight-man football or one of the best teams in the state. They don't have a kicker that can get it into the end zone, so they have to go with the high pooch kick. And, and try a coverage kick, and Carney's done good on it all three times. It looks to me like they're doing it on purpose, Doug. I, I think they've got a kicker. They can get it. They're doing it on purpose, but they're playing with fire. Carney's going to return one of those. Again, that one was very close. And we are ready to go again here for the uh, Carney High Bearcats. Looking to get on the board and needing to do so. They trail 10-0 after the nice return by Urbanic. Quarterback keeper, some room around the right side for Waller. Good shake and bake to the 50, and he's popped from behind into Miller North territory for a first down at the 48-yard line. And again, you got to be a little careful when you 
come to that stop like that because you are going to get run down from behind, and that's when you can pop that football out on an 11-yard gain for Waller. That's exactly what you teach your kids is that make one move, that's fine, but you cannot stop because Adrian Kellogg was coming like a freight train from behind there, Doug, and the ball will come out. So back into Miller North Territory. First down and 10 at the 48. Waller to pass. Rolls to his right, has some room, and he's going to have to tuck it up and maybe not quite get back to the line of scrimmage. He just eats that one and will lose two on the play. Yeah, and that was a deal where the line did break down a little bit there, Doug. They went bunch uh, to the field side, or excuse me, the boundary side, and out of that bunch, the shallow cross was open, but he got flushed out the back side and no way to get that. Uh, he did have a receiver there. The line just broke down. Second down and 13 for the Bearcats. And into the football game, Brant Barth now will motion from left to right, giving him trips to the short side. Looking to the wide side, Gruby's wide open, short pass, and then just drilled after a three-yard gain. And they're going to get a targeting penalty for number one, Dylan Price. He drilled him, but he led with the helmet, and the Bearcats are going to have a first down instead of a third and ten. That's the big question here because it was the crown of the helmet, Doug. No doubt about it. Playoff game, they'll probably just give the penalty, but it was flat out the crown of the helmet. This could be the worst kind. I mean, he, he had it down. He led with the crown of his helmet, no doubt about it. My guess isn't a playoff game. They'll err on the side of caution. So a personal foul. Targeting. Miller North fans don't like it, but we're in Omaha. How do you, how do you coach that? How do oh, no, you teach got, that? No, no, he did everything right. He's got to keep his head up. That's on him. He, he formed him up perfect, but, the, but his chin was down at his chest. If, if, if he just bows his neck there, it's picture perfect. There's no ejection. 15-yard penalty for the targeting as we approach the end of the first quarter of play. A minute 11 to go. Millard North 10. Carney high nothing. Bearcats again in Millard North territory. We're stopped on fourth and two. Had an unfortunate offensive pass interference. And now here we go again with Barth moving from right to left. They'll run it to the short side. And Urbanic, room on the right side, 30, spins, leans forward to the 25. That's an 11-yard gain and a first down for the Bearcats. Yeah, Carney's on to something here. The big shift coming off of Millard North is really shifting to Carney High's motion. And if you've watched Carney High, you know they have a motion on virtually every play. Millard North is really reacting to the motion and Carney's figuring out here. We talked about this in the pregame off the air, Doug. We were watching it in pregame warm-up. We said Carney would have to have a run out the back door off that, and they are making money on it. So first down and 10 at the 25-yard line of Miller North out of the pistol. They'll hand it to Urbanic. This is a base play that goes nowhere. In fact, they'll lose yardage. And they think there's a fumble. They're saying there's a fumble, but none of the officials threw a beanbag. Urbanic's hurt, Doug. He got doubled over backwards, and Urbanic is down on the field. And when you're Carney, everything else is working, but you've got to run that play once in a while to keep them honest. Yes. And Noah Urbanic is down on the field, kind of twisting. He's laying on his back, twisting towards his left here. And we will take an injury timeout brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. While they take a look at him, let's go to our uh, Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. There are a few games that are underway and a few more that uh, have just finished in the state football playoffs. And we will start in Class 
A, this is the only game that is going on, 10 to nothing. Millard North late in the first quarter. In Class B, Aurora has beaten Alliance 54-13. to Later tonight, Northwest will host Pius at 7. In C1, Chase County has scored first, and they lead Ashland Greenwood by a score of 7 to nothing in the first quarter of play. Also, Norfolk Catholic, a 42 to nothing winner over Falls City. Broken Bow at Central City, Holdridge at Wahoo, kicking off tonight at 7 o'clock. And in C2, Gibbon has put away Bridgeport 33-8, to but it may be at a big cost as quarterback Braden Snell was knocked out of the football game, a 1,600-plus yard passer on the season. Gibbon will take on either Oakland Craig or Omaha Brownell Talbot next Friday. Also tonight, Sutton and North Platte St. Pat's will follow us here on Classic Hits. St. Cecilia and Tri-County will be on 1230 a.m., KHAS and Donovan Trouble plays at home tonight at 7 against West Holt. It's also the quarterfinals of six man. Wilcox Hildreth will be at St. Edward tonight. Silver Lake and Spalding Academy are just underway and the defending champ Riverside 32 to nothing over Juanita Palisade and that is in the first quarter in the 1-8 matchup. Noah Urbanic comes to his feet but uh He's not pretty. He's not very spry right now. No ankle or knee, it'd be my guess. He is walking off a little less of a limp, possibly lower back there. I mean, the, the limp's getting less and less as he's going across. But you said it best, Doug. You have to run that inside zone play uh, if if Carney's trying to make its money on the edge and in the flats with the passing game. If you do not continue to at least show that you'll run inside zone into that. They just start betting those inside backers out, and they'll take that other game away. So, though you're not making much on it, you do have to do it. So, Urbanic is out after the two-yard loss. It'll be second and 12 at the 27-yard line of Millard North. Barth in motion gives them trips to the short side again out of the pistol. They'll run option to the wide side. Waller's going to keep it. He's got a little gap to the 20, and he'll be drugged down behind at the 18-yard line by Adrian Kellogg. And in as the back now is Nate Berg, who will spell from time to time or come in as a fullback in an I formation. But a nice job by Waller. He is able to make it third and fairly short. We'll call it third and four, an eight-yard gain. And that is the end of the first quarter of play. So Carney has played well, but a couple of big plays by Millard North. A 52-yard pass sets up a 20-yard Adrian Kellogg touchdown. And at the end of one, it's Millard North 10. Carney high nothing. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank and Carney. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service from seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. 
First play of the second quarter, Carney third and four at the Miller North 19-yard line. Waller in the pistol. Rolls to his short side, wants to go backside, and it is covered. Berg wants to run that wheel route. Now over the middle and complete. Then the ball is jarred loose. Will it be a fumble or an incompletion? They're going to call it a completion and a fumble. And Miller North covers the football as it was jarred out of the hands of Zach Blasco, who would have been right at the first down marker, maybe a little bit short, and Brady Dobler recovers the fumble. Yeah, I don't know if it was a catch. I mean, he got blasted. I don't know that it, that, that, that was a catch. Absolutely brilliant play by the quarterback and the running back. Running back got into, or the receiver got into the um, scramble drill there, did a great job. One went up the sideline and the other hooked up in the zone. Gosh, dang it, that's too bad to have that turnover. Everybody did everything right there. First and 10, Millard North at their own 21. Carney probably would have at least got three on the board there with a field goal attempt, but the ball not going their way in the first turnover of the contest. On first down and 10, they'll run it off left side, and the hole is there for fullback in Nick Engel across the 25, out to the 29-yard line, a gain of eight. And there have been very few short yardage gains here for Millard North. Yeah, that was just right off tackle there to the fullback. Uh, Nice job. Uh, right now, the things that Carney was saying needed to happen for them is happening for Miller North. No doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. Miller North now. This is a big drive. Carney has moved the ball, but they don't have any points to show for it. Second down and two. They've got to get a stop. Miller North will run fullback dive, get the first down across the 30 to the 33-yard line. And Engel is there again, a gain of four. Yeah, that was Veer. Inside Veer running the fullback right over the um, guard reading the first man outside of him, the first guy outside the B-gap, uh, is who they're leaving unblocked, and that decides who gets it. 77 yards of offense for Carney High unofficially in the first quarter. 65 yards through the air for Miller North. Two for two for Ethan Morrison. So first down and 10 for the Mustangs. And they'll toss it to Kellogg, right side, looks for the blocking, has a little bit of a block. They stand him up. Carney tries to do the right thing and pop the ball out of there, but they'll give him forward progress to the 40, a gain of six. Kellogg, four carries, 44 yards, and a 20-yard touchdown, the only touchdown so far this game. Yeah, Alex Harris, Tommy Kuchera, Zach King, all three of those guys there did a great job. Not only were they big hits, but they were trying to knock the ball out. You see Kellogg kind of bent over in the huddle. He took three big shots there. Kellogg's very patient. You notice on that toss, he did a nice job, just kept his feet moving and finding the daylight. One thing that most every Omaha Metro coach will say is how well coached, how tough Carney is, and they know they have to play fullback trap again, and here's a big hole for Engel up the middle of the field into the secondary, 45-40, and brought down at the 37-yard line, a gain of 23. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. That time they ran trap. They'd been running veer. That time it was trap, and... Nobody in the middle of the field there. They got to the linebacker. You run trap. Okay. Hello? 
Buzz's Marine is bringing Christmas to your family early. At Buzz's Marine, we have been creating family memories since 1956. This year, our elves have outdone themselves and have our certified used boats detailed and inside. Don't wait. Get to Buzz's Marine today before our 36th annual used boat show, January 9th through the 16th, and get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Financing is available on everything from pontoons, deck boats, sport boats, and fishing boats. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. All right, back with you after a little power problem here. A five-yard penalty against Miller North, but it doesn't slow him down. Engel brings it up to the 30-yard line where it'll be second down and three after a 12-yard gain. Yeah, Doug, the size that you talked about uh, early in the, in the open here starting to assert itself a little bit. This now, early in the game, it was toss on the perimeter. Now it's just starting to be fullback off tackle and in the A-gap. Uh, that was a big gain there again. This whole drive has been fullback, fullback, fullback. So second down and three at the Bearcat. 30 middle north already up by a score of 10 to nothing. Kellogg starts up the field. They'll run option to the wide side. Morrison wants to keep it late pitch. It's actually going to go forward to wine. 20-15, 14-13. Where will they finally mark him out of bounds at? It will be more than enough for the first down. Yeah, there everybody dove in on the fullback fake, and they just, that's Veer, not really a fake. I mean, they're reading it. They took the fullback away, so then they just pressed the edge. True triple option there. A 19-yard gain, and now it's starting to come in real big chunks for the Mustangs. First down, and just outside the 10 at the 11-yard line in the Platte Valley Auto of Carney Red Zone. Kellogg in motion from left to right. They'll hand it to the fullback angle. It's an ankle tackle that'll bring him down at the 9. Roseberry. Getting the tackle. Yeah, Roseberry there got the penetration and did a nice job playing back to the ball carrier there earlier in this game. And even on this drive, if Roseberry's gotten beyond line of scrimmage, he's kind of stopped on the play there. He played good back to the ball carrier. You always coach your kids. If you get past him, play back hard. He's going to be cutting off somebody, and you can, be, you can come full speed. Blake Legassi splits out wide to the left. Still staying that double wing. With Morrison under center on second and eight at the nine. Wine in a little bit of motion. It'll be option to the right side. They drag him down from behind. Roseberry got through there again. And a very late penalty flag. They're going to get a collar or I think they make either one, collar or face mask. But they've got to quit throwing the flags after the play as well. Yeah, no, that was terrible. Uh, Unless it's on Millard North, and then I'll think it's amazing. (laughs) I won't lie to anybody. And I get a long discussion here. Roseberry played that great, Doug. And it's a horse collar on Carney High. Don't get talked into it by the crowd, boys. Hey, Roseberry played fast with his hands there. He did a great job, defeated the block, got to the ball carrier. Dynamite job there by Roseberry. And that'll be a half the distance to the goal penalty of five yards. It remains second down. Second down and four at the five. As Tad Spicer splits out wide to the left. Man-on-man coverage there for the Bearcats. Right side is Curtis on the short side. Wine in motion. Pitch play left side. Big hole for Wine, and he sticks it forward. And another penalty flag after the play is over. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was the side judge. He threw that in 55 yards. (laughs) This one would have to be, uh, it would appear, on Millard North. They're going to mark him short of the goal line. It would be first and goal inside the one if the play stands. And our referee is going to tell us a personal foul 
Horse collar again face on mask. Carney. No, they called that a face mask. So White is going to pick up four yards on the play. Sometimes what happens there is the guy does get stood up, and guys come in high. And when they come in high, maybe mm-hmm. their arm gets on the helmet. So it'll be first down and goal here for Millard North, already leading 10 to nothing. 7.32 to go in the first half of play, looking to add it on here. North has been very efficient offensively in this football game, and Carney High, Tommy Kuchera has to Must be come out of the game here. The official sent him out, Doug. He must have something wrong with a face mask or uh, got maybe a, a little blood. Yep, I'll bet that's exactly right. <laughs> Looks like there's a little blood. They're looking at his left arm. So yeah, Brian Haas is getting busy. That's exactly what it is, Doug. See if Morrison goes on the sneak inside the one. Ethan takes it, follows his center into the end zone for a Miller North touchdown. A quarterback sneak from Ethan Morrison makes it 16 nothing. Yeah, you said it. That started to come in chunks on that drive. Carney had played so well. Didn't catch the breaks. Actually, Millard North had caught the breaks there. Uh, and now the thing's been opened up here a little bit. 17-0, Millard North with the lead. And Reed now comes in to attempt the extra point to try and make it 17-0. The line is down. They take a long time to snap it again. The kick is away, and the kick by Reed is good. So another five-points bank touchdown, a one-yard run from Ethan Morrison. It was 7-19 to go in the first half. Miller North 17 and Carney High nothing. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits, brought to you by Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. With over 60 years of experience, Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating is the company to trust with all your heating needs. Winter will be here soon. Is your heating system ready? Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Kelly and the crew will check out everything on your furnace or heat pump to make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. 
Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. And welcome back to the state football playoffs. We have a 13-yard gain after the kickoff by Noah Urbanic, and uh, he will have a first down to the 37-38 yard line on the next play. An incomplete pass here for Waller, and that'll bring up second down and 10 for the Bearcats, who currently trail by a score of 17 to nothing here in the first half at Miller North. 701 to go back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Option Waller, another penalty flag. He'll make the pitch to Bird, who breaks the tackle. A great run to the 49 to the 50. It would be a first down, but we have multiple penalty flags. Yeah, Doug, I think they're going to get somebody for holding there. It was a good block, it looked to me, out on the edge. They just did the same thing they've been doing there. They ran motion and then ran option right back into the motion. Carney guys are pointing at Millard North here. This is a big penalty. Carney's moving the ball here. They've got the thing to midfield if this thing will stand. You know, with seven minutes left in the half, this, this is what Carney's had going. You know, Carney's had something going and had something going, and then they found a way to work backwards. I think they're going to finally give it to us here. Oh, it's procedure against Carney, but it's coming back. Yeah, you can tell, and you can hear all the labor over here from the Carney sideline. And so that negates a nice run, illegal motion, and that's the fifth penalty now. Fourth penalty, one was declined, but the fourth penalty on the Bearcats, and again, instead of having it first and ten at midfield, now it's all the way back at the Bearcats, 25-yard line. They still have yet to spot the football. And it actually, it was an illegal formation. When they motioned, they just didn't have enough men on the line of scrimmage. Had that been... A procedure penalty, they would have blown it dead and there wouldn't have been a play. It was an uh, illegal formation. So we'll finally put the football down at the 28-yard line. will be second down and 15 yards to go. Out of the shotgun, Waller trying to keep some positive vibration going here. He'll take it down the right sideline into double coverage. And another great catch across the 40 to the 35, hauling it in for the Bearcats. They're finding a little luck today with Groovy Larry. Eshin doing a great job there, Doug. Just getting down the field on a straight nine route. Andrew Wine was on the coverage, and really the coverage is pretty deep, and it was great protection with a good throw. Yeah, it's been... Again, in Miller North yeah, territory. Been, They've been there. They just can't score. Waller wants to go to the end zone looking for Blasco, and he overshoots it. That's pretty good coverage down there by the safety in it would look the way it had been, just overthrew him there. I love what Carney's got going here. Again, six minutes left in the half. Get a score here. Cut this thing to ten. Carney's played very well. They've had a few breaks just not go their way, Doug. Approaching the six-minute mark here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 17 to nothing. Miller North with the lead. Carney again on the move. Second down and ten at the Mustang 34-yard line. Bearcats reshuffling here, twins to the left, single to the short, and it's going to be a quarterback keeper around the right side and just picked up Wine, throws Waller down after a short game of one yard. Uh, Jake Waller, six carries, 22 yards. Yeah, just a quarterback trap there. They go 
uh, a three-by-one formation. Their trips open there and just ran the quarterback trap back to the single side. A big, big third down here. Bearcats trying to get to the red zone and, more importantly, trying to get to the end zone. Last series, incomplete. Well, it was complete, ruled complete, and a fumble inside the 20-yard line. That's as close as the Bearcats have been. Clevenger in motion to the right side. They go bunch left, and Waller back to pass on third and nine. Has to roll out, throws it underneath. It's complete, but short of the first down at the 25-yard line into the hands of Zach Glasgow, and it's going to be fourth at about a half a yard line. Dan, I expect to see him spread it out again here and run some sort of quarterback play again, the way they've done our option. That was a great job there. The offensive line did a nice job there. Rosenberry peeled back and had a huge block that gave the quarterback a chance. So fourth down and a half yard, Waller comes up under center. He gets him to jump, and there's a penalty playing for outside. I don't think there's any way they can call that on the Bearcats there. Uh, two Mustangs jumped into the neutral zone there. That's a big deal. The chains are moving. Get the chains moving here. You're back at the 20-yard line. Uh, just got to keep pounding here. You, you're seeing and you hear the, the, the Carney fans on the other side get going. You heard the sideline. Get a little bit of juice going here. So right on the 20-yard line of the right hand, first down and 10 here for the Bearcats. They'll stack them to the left side. Always have just a signal when they have a chance to go one-on-one, but they will send Blasco in motion to go twins right. On the snap, it's option to the wide side of the field. The pitch to Urbanic there is no blocking, and he is crushed. A five-yard loss, and there just wasn't anybody there. No, there wasn't. Josh Reel from uh, Millard North did a great job there on the edge. Doug played it with his hands, shed at the blocker, and then got himself in position. Now you've got second and long. You're back at the 25-yard line. 5.05 to go here in the second quarter, 17 to nothing in favor of Millard North. Bearcats again in Mustang territory, but yet to show any points. Out of the pistol, fake the handoff, a quick slant, a little bit behind Blasco, but he makes the adjustment, makes the catch at the 20, leans forward to the 18-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven. And Blasco did a great job adjusting to the ball there, Doug. That's thrown to his front shoulder, not his back shoulder. It's a touchdown. They just ran the little 4-5 slant there, and uh, the ball just ended up on the wrong shoulder. So third down and eight for the Bearcats. Of course, they had that penalty before, the loss of five on the uh, tackle of Urbanic. Inside the red zone at the 18-yard line. Third down and eight. They'll send man in motion from right to left. King wanted to roll to the right. Looking, looking, throws underneath, and it's getting out of the hands of Urbanic at the 15. Would have been only about a three-yard game there. I think the tough thing was Urbanic dropped it. He turned to run. He'd been open for a long time. If they throw that immediately to him, he's up the sideline. There was nobody on that side of the field. He'd run just a little wheel route out of the backfield there. And if he catches that on the run, or if he, they, they yeah. get him right away, that thing was going to go for a waste. Okay. So now we see it's fourth down, and the Bearcats are bringing – difficulties taken care of so after the incomplete pass it's going to be a fake field goal wide open in the corner Urbanic touchdown Bearcats big play Doug they didn't cover him Doug I'm not sure that that was a called fake I don't think that was a called fake it very well could have been but nobody covered him they lined up to run a field goal and they had split the end out Millard North didn't go with him 
Not sure if it was a called fake or if they just noticed it, snapped the ball and threw it to him. Dynamite, headsy play there by Carney, no doubt about it. And it was Blasco, not Urbanic, that hauled it in there on the fake field goal. So it'll be a touchdown here for the Bearcats, making the score 17-6. to And now they'll line up for the extra point. And as we said, Coach Cool, bring it. That was a called fake, Doug. What a great time to do it. Sprint out of the huddle, get him out there, dynamite job. So the two-point conversion now for Carney High, trying to throw back against the grain, and it's into the air, knocked away. It just took too long, too far to throw, trying to get the ball into the hands of Alex Harris. And so the two-point conversion is no good. But a five-points bank touchdown on the fake field goal. 4.03 to go here in the first half. It's Millard North 17, Carney 6. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. And Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here. The State High School football playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Carney scoring on an 18-yard fake field goal as it's thrown from Alex Harris to Zach Blasco and now ready to kick it off. And let's see what the Bearcats do on their first kickoff. And it's going to be a pooch. It's going to be taken at the 26-yard line. Very short kick up to the 30. Looking for some running room is Spicer, and they'll stack him up across the 30 at the 33. Yeah, that was. Maybe you're right. Maybe nobody's got a kicker tonight. Just uh, The thing about those pooches, you do get it in somebody's hands that uh, isn't expecting it, and those aren't easy to field. You know, a lot of times those do get fumbled away. Carney's got to get going here. 347 left in the half. They're finishing the half throw away. Doug, they've played a very good football game today. They've had a few things not go their way, but they're playing very well. Against the number three team in the state, the 5-4 and four Bearcats and the 7-2 and two Millard North Mustangs, 17-6 with 3.57 remaining here. And the Bearcats have to get that football back without giving up any points because Millard North does get the ball to start the third quarter. So dangerous time here. Kellogg in motion out of that double wing. They'll full back it to Angle across the 40, and they have found the weakness in the Bearcats because Carney was doing some good things early, weren't allowing the big gains, but now fullback, Trap, veer, whatever they decide to run, 7, 8, 10, 12, that's a 9-yarder. Yeah, that's just a simple belly play. They're bibbing there uh, with uh, halfback uh, number 11, Wine, and he's just getting to the backer and doing a great job. That's the bib block. You know, the uh, back is going inside to the backer. Second down and one, Kellogg in motion to the short side. It's going to be an option that way. Pitch to Kellogg, and he's going to be brought down behind the line of scrimmage. 
Just took too long to develop there. It's going to be a loss of about a yard and a half on the play. And coming back there for the Bearcats is Tate Gillen. Yeah, and Trey Gruby uh, came up and did a really nice job there as well. Uh, Carney swarmed to the ball there uh, every single time. It seemed like uh, Adrian Kellogg has touched it. It's been positive yards, and he had nowhere to go. And he's limping pretty heavy now, Doug, as Adrian Kellogg. Uh, Carney's punished him the last couple times he's touched it. Third down and two. Bearcats showing blitz. It's going to be a fullback dive. Big hole over the right side and then popped at the 49. The ball comes loose. Carney covers it. Carney covers it at their own 44. Angle was popped as he was stood up at the 50-yard line. Kuchera was in there. I'm not sure if he's the one that laid the pop, but Carney's going to cover it with Harris. Yeah, and here's the key, Doug. Millard North made Carney pay for their mistakes early in the game. Carney's got to turn the table. Mistakes happen in a game who can capitalize on them is who most generally wins these types of games. Millard North made Carney pay for theirs. Now the Bearcats need to pay them back. Well, a big play on special teams, and Alex Harris jumps on top of that football. Seems like the games that we've covered, Harris's name's all over the place. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, Carney's going to come to the line here, Doug. They're at the 44-yard line, all their timeouts remaining, and with three, 2.37 to go here in the first half. Waller rolls to his right. They're blitzing from the backside. Here comes Kellogg and a huge loss. One of the things you try to do there, that was a blitz off the backside. Kellogg's fast enough. If you're going to roll into your sideline, you always try to have somebody on your sideline that can wave, jump, scream, something to your quarterback to tell him that guy's breathing down your neck. Otherwise, there's no idea. The quarterback can never see him. All the way back to the 34-yard line, a loss of 10 on the sack. The first time they've gotten to Waller, now you just want to run the clock. I mean, yes, if you can break off 20 yards here in the next two plays, but you have to make sure that Millard North doesn't get the ball back with time on the clock, and that's exactly what they do. They just hand it to Urbanic. He'll get to the 36-yard line. I'm surprised Millard North isn't using a timeout here. It's only a two-yard gain, three-yard gain. Yeah, that was a very well-timed blitz there by the defensive coordinator from Millard North. They'd been rolling out and rolling out and rolling out, and if you can blitz that off the backside... Quarterback never has a, a clue you're coming. And he's, he's a little bit limpy now, Doug. Third and 17. Waller was a little slow to get up. What will Coach Cool do? Run it, force him to use a timeout, or chuck it down the field looking for the first down? After the fumble recovery, then a 10-yard loss. Here comes the pressure from the outside. They'll throw it as far as they can. One-on-one, jump ball, and incomplete. And a penalty flag's going to come down, but who's it going to be on? Who's it going to be on? Because Dylan Price and Zach Blasco were going for it, and really Blasco was the one that needed to knock it away. I will not be surprised if this is offensive pass interference. It really wasn't pass interference either way. Now, and in that situation, if you can get down there, you don't mind him catching it. It's as good as the punt. I'm sure they're going to call this on white. And that's exactly the call. Pass interference on Carney High, and all that's going to do is set up a fourth down play here. Yeah, you absolutely march them back. Even you give them the down again. Nope. They're going to decline the penalty. Make them punt it. And, of course, with an incomplete pass, it stops the clock. You've got to be careful here. I know there was a penalty that brought it back, but they have returned one on you tonight, Doug. It didn't get to the scoreboard, but it's still he got. Quick snap on the punt. Coster knocks it away with the left foot, and they'll let it bounce, and it's going to get a lot of yardage on this roll. That punt from the 37 is going to go inside the 10, and it is going to die at the 5 line, a 
eight-yard punt, and no turn. Coster with a nice just with the doctor there. Uh, no doubt about it. And I thought Casey Renkin did a great job getting down there, Doug, because even had it been uh, fielded by the Millard North uh, punt returner, uh, he was down there to make the tackle. What do you do here defensively? One minute to go. Millard North will probably just stay in that base run, but any of their runs can go big. Morrison can throw the ball. You're at your own five-yard line. I'm doubting that they just kneel hard. No, play it the same. Back your mic up so the fullback can't get loose. And they hand it to the fullback, Engel, who's going to get across the 10 to the 11-yard line. I call it the prevent run defense, Roseberry on the tackle. You've got to make an adjustment here of some kind, Doug. That is simple belly is all that is. They're running. It looks like fullback dive, but it's ISO is what that is. You're isolating with uh, that halfback that's lined up out there. He's coming in between the guard and the tackle, and they're just mauling that middle linebacker. Interesting. Carney could have used a timeout, forced him to get a first down. Miller North could have used a timeout, try to get down the field. They're not going to. They'll pitch it to Kellogg. Kellogg has the first down, 15-20, and it'll be brought down at the 22-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 11 more there for Adrian Kellogg. Boy, and he's slow getting up. Yeah, he's asking to come out, Doug. They have really beat him up here the last several times he's carried it and you hold your breath when he catches that toss sweep because I don't care how much time's on the clock he can take it to the house the state football playoffs brought to you by Husker Power Products your full service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton we'll have the Sutton North Platte St. Pat's game following our game here from Buell Stadium kicking off at seven one play left here in the half if Millard North wants to snap the ball. Ethan Morrison's looking at the clock. He's not even going to snap it, and we are at halftime in the opening round of the Class A State football playoffs here at Buell Stadium in Omaha. The fifth seed and third-ranked team of the state, Millard North, leads the number 12 seed, Carney Bearcats, by a score of 17-6. to But again, we, we knew coming in here, Larry Baker, that Carney was going to need the ball to bounce their way a couple of times. It's actually went the other way, and the Bearcats have been able to stay in it. They're down 11, but they are still in this football game. Yeah, they are. They've dug. They've played really well. They've The, the mistakes that, uh, or the breaks, they didn't have to call them mistakes, the breaks that you were hoping to get actually have gone the other way, and Carney's absolutely in this football game. And it's a situation where all you've got to do right now is, is rectify some of those, get some of those to bounce in your favor, and uh, uh, the Bearcats would be in great shape. A little bit of rain starting to fall here, Doug. It was a little mist, just very little mist in the pregame warm-up. Looked like it had stopped, and now you start to see some of the precipitation again falling here at Buell Stadium at Millard North. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll look at some score updates from around the state playoffs. We'll preview what's going on tonight and this weekend. Of course, Game 3 of the World Series. We'll also have for you on our network of stations. But we will be back and assess what we've seen here in the first half of the State High School Football Playoffs. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank and Kearney. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. 17-6, Millard North leads Kearney here on Classic Hits. you go into nursing because you have a vision of being able to make a difference in people's lives. I remember the nurse when I was a child and going to the doctor's office. I guess that was what I always just wanted to do. It's the nurses that make the difference as to whether a patient really feels good about being here and feels like they're in good hands. I think the nurses gained status 
because they lived it, number one, but they also brought all that knowledge and expertise from many years of dealing with pretty much any situation that they might run into. They became respected by the medical staff as very highly qualified registered nurses. So I'm, I'm kind of proud of them. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. This is the Ravetta Sanitation Halftime Report the day before Halloween. The kids getting fired up for that. Ravetta Sanitation says your trash is our treasure serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravetta Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Miller North 17 and Kearney High 6 here at halftime. And Larry, uh, your assessment of what we've seen here in the first 24 minutes. Well, I think Kearney's acquitted itself very, very well in what they've done here, Doug. And how they've played, I think the biggest thing I'd say is offensively, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. They're playing the 2015 Bearcat-style football, short passing game, stretching it when they need to, running the ball just enough uh, inside to keep the perimeter run game open. The biggest thing I see, and I know sometimes I get to too much clinic or coachy talk when I go through this, but I will explain this. What Miller North is doing is they run that flex bone. So it's center, guard, guard, tackle, tackle, right? And then they split those receivers out and you have the, the two backs and the fullback, all they're doing is fan blocking with the guard and the tackle. The guard blocks uh, the defensive tackle down, the tackle blocks the D end out, and then that back is coming inside, and he's mauling Carney's middle linebacker right now. They've got to make an adjustment and stop that. In that second quarter where Millard North just started getting it in chunks, that's where it was coming from. Carney's got to make an adjustment on that. Carney moving the ball a little bit better than you thought they would here today? Yeah, I, they're doing a great job. The fact of the matter is I didn't think that they were going to be able to handle um, Millard North's size up front, and they've absolutely done a nice job with that. Um, uh, there's, I mean, it's been the blitz. Millard North has had to blitz to get to him. Uh, you know, they've run Kellogg on the two blitzes, once off the front side, once off the back side. Uh, they're on that last series and got to him. But outside of that, Carney's done a, a really nice job up front which has allowed them to throw the ball a little bit. Carney's moving the ball well enough. I'm not sure exactly what the numbers will be, but I think they're moving the ball well enough. They just haven't gotten anything to show for it. I think another thing that needs to be pointed out, the numbers aren't going to show that they have a ton of offense here in the first half. They've had a lot of short fields because Millard North continues to pooch kick on their kickoffs, and Carney has... Uh, I don't believe started inside their own 30-yard line uh, yet in this football game after the opening kickoff. And uh, so they've gotten quickly into Millard North territory and each time a little closer, a little closer till they were able to cap it off with the fake field goal, the 18-yard pass from uh, Harris to Blasco. Yeah, this thing literally could be tied. I mean, Carney's had a chance to have two other touchdowns on the board legitimately and, and this thing could be uh, uh, tied or Carney with the lead. I mean, Carney's gotten the stops they've needed and they've moved the ball into, you know, I know we talked the red zones to 20. You start getting that thing into uh, the plus 30 territory, and that is scoring zone, and Carney's been able to do that. Let's take a look at some of the other scores and what's still to come later today in the opening round of the state football playoffs on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. Ashley Furniture delivering your dream furniture 
to your door. Later tonight in Class A, Grand Island gets to see Omaha North again. Your alma mater, the Islanders, though this is a different situation, uh, Larry. Uh, Grand Island a win away from uh, a play, a half a half away from being undefeated. All those turnovers they had uh, earlier in the season. Uh, they'll take on the two-time defending champions from Omaha North, but North is 4-5 and five and comes to Grand Island's place. This isn't the semifinals. This is the opening round. Yeah, and I mean, Carney's jacked. I don't know if you saw their video leading into this game, Doug, but, you know, they do a, a, an incredible job, what, what Coach T does. But I saw their – I watched their video, their playoff video, kind of their psych-up deal. Or, it, it's amazing. A lot of energy there right now. And, you know, you think this might sound a little silly, but it doesn't. You know, Riker Fife is going to start tomorrow uh, for the Cornhuskers. That means a lot to your program. Like, there's a lot of juice that that brings to your game uh, coming into that thing tonight, knowing your guy. You know, you're going to start two kids in that game tomorrow night um, or tomorrow morning, excuse me. That adds to that. And, and Millard North or Omaha North, excuse me, I know they're 5-4, and four, maybe the record. Of, they're a good football team. I've watched them this year. They're, they have a dynamite running back. Um, uh, that little number 33 is just a sophomore, really good. Calvin Strong's younger brother. Um, you know, Martin can catch the ball out on the outside. They can throw it. Very well coached. All those kids have got two championship rings. I think, I really believe this is a year where the Islanders can take that step, Doug. Well coached, great group of kids. It seems to me things are in place. Class A, Bellevue West, the number one seed, will host Lincoln North Star, Norfolk hosting Millard South, then Millard North and Kearney are on the next bracket uh, with Omaha Central playing North Platte. The winner of this plays the Omaha Central North Platte winner. As I said to Coach Cool, how great it would be for North Platte and Kearney to play again this year and put the state on its ear a little bit. Uh, that game will kick off here in Omaha at 6 o'clock. Uh, the rest of them are 7 o'clock uh, north at Grand Island, West Side hosting Papillion La Vista, Papillion La Vista South hosting Creighton Prep, and then the next game here kicking off at approximately 7:30. Lincoln Northeast will play Millard West in Class B this afternoon. The top seed Aurora cruised to a 54-13 win over Alliance. Scotts Bluff and Gretna just getting underway. The winner will then get Aurora. Um, a Cook hosting Beatrice at seven o'clock. Elkhorn South and Sydney getting underway just now. Omaha Roncalli is at York, and Grand Island Northwest will host Pius tonight at seven. The winner of that will play the Omaha Scut. Waverly winner. In C1 at the half, Ashland Greenwood leads Chase County by a score of 20 to 7. Norfolk Catholic beat Fall City by a score of 42 to nothing. In the area, a couple of 7 o'clock kickoffs. Holdridge will be at Wahoo and Broken Bow will be at Central City. Also in C2, Gibbon winning today over Bridgeport 33 to 8, but may have lost their quarterback, Braden Snell. He was injured in that football game later tonight. Here on Classic Hits, the Sutton North Platte St. Pat's game at 7. Hastings St. Cecilia Tri-County at 7 on 1230 KHAS. Also at 7 o'clock tonight, it will be Donovan Trumbull taking on Atkinson West Holt. Six-man being played today in the second quarter. Silver Lake, a 14-12 lead over Spalding Academy. And at half, Riverside was leading Juanita Palisade by a score of 46 to nothing. Wilcox Hildreth will play at St. Edward tonight. Here it is Millard North, 17, Carney 6. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. More in a moment. 
Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Interesting story maybe developing out there. Uh, reports say that the Los Angeles Dodgers are planning to interview Nebraska baseball coach Darren Erstad for their managerial opening. I think that'll be interesting because I don't think that's what Darren Erstad wants to do from what he has said in the past. But, boy, what an opportunity that would be for the current Cornhusker baseball coach. Well, yeah, that's an interesting thing. You know, I, we were having that conversation here, I don't know, a year or so ago, and just wondering, you know, uh, we know him as this great punter on national championship teams and a guy that was a good baseball player and uh, has come back home. Well, the fact of the matter is, in the baseball world, the guy is legit uh, uh, in, in what he did in the professional game. I always wondered if somebody would come calling. You know, Doug, he's kind of become a Nebraska guy from when he went to school here, and uh, I think he enjoys being here and his family and that kind of thing. And I think you're exactly right. He could see himself doing what he's doing here for a really long time. Do you really want to go enter into that mess and – Maybe be out of a job in a few years. 17 to 6, Millard North leads Carney here at halftime. Don't forget, we've got Tri City Storm hockey tonight at home against Waterloo. The game is on ESPN, 1460 and 1550. And game three of the World Series from New York. Mets down two games to none to the Kansas City Royals. Giordano Ventura on the mound for the Royals, trying to take a huge 3 0 lead. 7 7 first pitch, and you will hear that on the breeze. 94.5 as Kansas City tries to pick up Game 3, Game 4 tomorrow night, and Game 5, if necessary, Sunday, all at 7.07. Larry, uh, the uh, state football playoffs got underway yesterday in Class D, and boy, there sure were a lot of mismatches. Yeah, in the end, <laughs> I mean, there just virtually weren't very many close games, and the ones that were, uh, were there was a million points scored, you know, 100 points scored in the game uh, for the ones that weren't. <laughs> You know, it's this old argument, it's 32 too many. Clearly, I'm going to argue 16's not enough. Uh, I do think 24, and, you know, I'm one of those guys. And, of course, you know, we, were in the, uh, we ended up in the 20s in points. So in the old system, you know, as you know, I'm the head coach at Centura. We, we would have played uh, tonight um, uh, under the old system. And I do believe there was teams there that we, we would have beaten. And, you know, my, the, the argument I'm going to give, and I only give that caveat when I say that, is uh, so in full disclosure of where this <laughs> could be coming from. The thing is, Doug, in my opinion, is what's wrong with having 32? I get it. There were blowouts. Did you see last week in week nine when, when you know, when that there were blowouts there too? It's great for a program to be able to have a playoff game and have a playoff atmosphere and have kids be able to say that they did go to the playoffs. This is not professional sports. We don't need to cut it down from that perspective. 
Uh, I think it's good for kids. It's terrible for kids when you have seven and two teams, six and three teams, not get into the playoffs uh, uh, without question. You know, um, but uh, things do get a little bit lopsided um, in those uh, situations. So uh, I don't know what the answer is. Well, let's take a look at Wednesday will be the second round of the Class D playoffs. And in D1, Bruning Davenport Shickley will host Neely Oakdale at 5 o'clock. Bloomfield will host Guardian Angels at 6. High Plains will be at East Butler in what could be one great football game. That's in Dwight at 6 o'clock. Clarkson Lee will be at Creighton. Uh, Amherst will host Ansley Litchfield. We will have that game for you Wednesday at 7 o'clock. We'll also have Blue Hill at Burwell. That game is at 5 o'clock. Hemingford will host Elgin. That game is at 2 o'clock Central Time. And Perkins County will host Clearwater Orchard. There's a travel in Grant at 2.30. In Class D2, it'll be Bertrand at Chambers Wheeler Central in Bartlett. Kickoff there is set for 4.30. Mullen will host Anselmo Myrna at 7 o'clock Central. Maxwell at Sandhills Thedford in Thedford at 5 o'clock. Crawford will be at Garden County 3 o'clock. Osceola is at Humphrey St. Francis at 7. Randolph will go to Jug Brown Stadium and play Fall City Sacred Heart at 3 in the afternoon. Lawrence Nelson will be at Why Not? That's at 2 in the afternoon. And Kennesaw will be at Exeter Milligan in Milligan at 6 o'clock Wednesday on the Breeze, 94.5. One thing I'll say, Doug, about those playoffs, and I, locally people know Carly Wells, who, of course, was a state champion wrestler and football player from Broken Bow. He's now the coach at Perkins County down there at Grant. If you've looked at the bracket, Doug, if, if Perkins County can get one more win and Elgin, Elgin Pope John can get one more win, wouldn't that be a playoff matchup? I, if, I, if I thought I saw that bracket right today, those two would play. And, of course, Carly Wells just uh, two years ago moved out to Grant uh, to take the Perkins County job after leading um, uh, Elgin, Elgin Pope John to three state finals appearances, two straight state championships. So it would be interesting. He coached all those kids and little kids football. Sometimes you get some of these side stories in that, and that would be quite an amazing one. Well, let's take a look at some of the stats of our football game here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, and we will do that first off for Millard North leading this football game by a score of 17-6. to Nick Engel, 9 carries, 67 yards. Adrian Kellogg, 6 carries, 54 yards and a touchdown. Tate Moyer, 1 carry, negative 2. Andrew Wine, 4 carries, 35 yards. And Ethan Morrison, 5 carries, 13 yards, the 1-yard touchdown run. 25 rushing attempts, 167 yards for Millard North. Morrison has went 2 for 2 in the air for 65 yards, so 65 through the air, 167 on the ground, 200 32 yards of total offense, 10 first downs for the Mustangs, no punts, one turnover, a fumble that the Bearcats couldn't do anything with, three penalties for 25 yards. For Carney High, Noah Urbanic, six carries, 28 yards. Nate Berg, one carry, one yard. Jake Waller, seven yards, 12, seven carries, 12 yards, and that 10-yard sack the last time that he touched the ball. So the Bearcats, even though it looks like they've had some holes out there, they've also had some negative plays, 14 carries for 41 yards, Larry. Yeah, and again, like we said, the stat line will kind of uh, lay that out. Um, uh, Millard North has kind of done what they've done. Uh, They don't throw it a ton when they do. It's been very successful. And as you see, Kearney hasn't had a ton of success on the ground. But they're, you know, as you said, they kind of haven't had to because they've had the short field and they've been able to move the ball into that scoring range without having to drive the field. Through the air, Jake Waller, 6 of 11 
for 91 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns. The touchdown pass came from Harris to Blasco on the fake field goal for 18 yards. So as a team, 7 out of 12 for 109 yards through the air, 41 on the ground, 150 yards, 7 first downs for Carney, 2 punts for an average of 48 yards, the 1 fumble, 4 penalties for 26 yards. And your score at the half is Millard North, 17 and Carney High, 6. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. The professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is next. Students are back to school, and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. There's a lot of talk and worry about insurances these days. And a question like, is my doctor in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield is far too common. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery wants to let you know that we are and will continue to be in network with Blue Cross Blue Shield, along with many other insurances. With items like on-site x-ray, MRI, and casting and bracing, New West has what it takes to take care of you. Call New West Sports Medicine to schedule your appointment today. No referral necessary. Look at the field conditions to begin the second half. Brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer. Science with service, delivering success. Of course, it is a turf field here at Buell Stadium, but the rain that we were seeing in the mist more than anything at the end of the second quarter has stopped again as Carney gets ready to boot it away, Larry. Yeah, and Kellogg is back out on the field. In fact, he's deep. Carney punished him there in the first half. Uh, he was late getting into the locker room and late coming back out. Going again, a short kind of pooch punt, backing up the ball's fumbled inside the 10. This could be good for the Bearcats. It's picked up at the 4. Now can they make the tackle? Yes, they can. Inside the 10-yard line, they're able to wrap up the return man for Millard West in Dillon, or Millard North in Dillon Price. And that's the method to the madness, actually, of the pooch kick, as we were talking about earlier. It's very hard. Guys fight over it. That's what happened there. Kellogg wanted it. Uh, coming from, from, from the back, and it can get tough to, to field at times. So Millard West will start at their 10-yard line. Again, Carney really has not stopped them offensively in this football game. They have stopped themselves once or twice. They have yet to punt the football. Morrison, the quarterback, out of that double wing. And they'll send Kellogg in motion to the wide side, pitch it to him to the right, looks for a little hole, breaks one tackle, gets to the corner, 15, has the first down, 20, before being drugged down by Harris and company. But Kellogg so hard, Kuchera was there as well. When he has that burst of speed behind him, he's not coming from a set stance and then just pitch it to him where he's only got one a half step going. He's got a full head of steam on him when that ball gets to him, and he's going to bounce off the first guy. Yeah, he's got great feet. He's six foot, 200 pounds, Doug. Durable guy. I mean, they've pounded him here in that first half, and there you see it. Big run. Kane of 10. It'll be first down and 10. Now out to the 20 yard line. They'll offset here. They'll throw it behind the line of scrimmage to Kellogg. He'll make the catch up to the 25. Upended hard. The ball's loose. Carney's got it. The Bearcats got it. Kellogg was upended hard. The ball flew in the air. And Roseberry is there along with Kuchera for the Bearcats. Also over there on coverage was Lee Harrington. Kapow. I mean, they ripped him, Doug. They ran bubble screen there. Uh, 
was fairly easy to read because he wasn't in his regular alignment. He was much further back. He cut that thing back, and I mean got tore in half. So now Carney is plus one in the turnover department. They've got to put some points on the board with this kind of field position at the 27-yard line. This is, again, you've got to make Millard North pay for their mistakes. Capitalize on your breaks. Now a first chance to do something offensively here. Gruby in the slot to the right side with Zach Glasgow on the far right. Man-on-man coverage out here wide left. Now they'll send Gruby that way right to left. Waller looks right, looks right. Going to throw to the post in the end zone and just overthrowing his intended target, Zach Glasgow. Oh, boy, had him, Doug. Uh, got behind the safety and the corner. Safety was late getting over there, uh, who is now on the ground. Tristan Thomas for uh, Millard North was very slow getting up. Love the play call. Bunch of window dressing out of the trip side and just sent him down the field uh, up on top on the single side. Carney's done a lot of that uh, weak side stuff here so far in the football game. Yeah, Millard North, as we said earlier, is really playing heavy uh, uh, when there's motioned into or multiple receivers set. There we see it again. So after that, it brings up second and 10. Waller fakes the handoff, wants to run, a little seam up the middle, and dives across the 25 to the 24-yard line, a gain of three. It'll be third down and seven. Yeah, the only downside if you don't convert when you make a shock play on first down is you can leave yourself uh, third and long. But again here, Doug, I don't see a field goal coming. As a play caller, you've got two downs to make this. We'll see what the Bearcats do. I think they would kick the field goal, Larry, but we'll find out. Let's, let's make sure they don't have to do it. Let's get a first down here for the Bearcats. Waller fakes it to Urbanic. Slant pattern. Blasco couldn't catch it at the 15-yard line. Would have been enough for the first down. That was a bullet and just a little, little off the fingertips. It wasn't on the hands. It was on the fingertips, and the extended Blasco couldn't handle it. So if the Bearcats do attempt the field goal here, it would be a 41-yarder, but you're right. It doesn't look like they're going to. They're going to go for it. You don't want to go three and out in the opponent's territory after a turnover. Bearcats, though, taking a lot of time to get the play in. They'll go stack right and left. Everybody's pretty much in tight. Move in motion to the left. They've got single on the right side here with Blasco in motion, and now Carney's got to burn a timeout. Fourth down, confusion about what they wanted to get here. The timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take timeout to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. 10.35 to go here in the third quarter. It's 17 to nothing in favor of, or 17 to 6 in favor of Millard North. Carney faces a fourth and seven at the North 24-yard line. I maybe come back to that. Out of that formation, Doug, they were two-by-two two kind of stacked. They motion into... Uh, uh, the field side where it was a bunch. The middle linebacker, Kellogg, stepped down to the line of scrimmage, was probably going to come. The shallow cross out of that bunch would be open on that. You can't cover it out of that bunch. That thing would go uh, right there. I maybe come back to that here, whether it's here or somewhere. And see if you, They may have an auto blitz on, as I'm saying, off of that motion, that auto blitz where Kellogg comes down the middle of the field's wide open. So here we go, fourth down and seven for the Bearcats at the Millard North 24 and burned a timeout to set up this play. Need to make it pay off. And the center, Christian Geyser, waiting to snap the ball to Waller and does. Three-step drop, looking, throws over the middle of the field, wide open, Urbanic caught inside the five, touchdown, Bearcats. Loved it, Doug, sent him right in the seam. This time they lined up in bunch, motioned out of the bunch, and just sent him right in the seam. Nice job. 
He was totally uncovered. Urbanic caught it at the five and walked into the end zone for the five points bank touchdown to make it 17 to 12. And now you would go for two. Carney went for two the first time, trying to catch Miller North a little flat footed after the fake field goal. And they will line up to go for the two point conversion to try and make it a three point game. Yeah, I don't think Carney's got any uh, uh, interest in kicking extra points tonight. So they'll go with. Three wide and put them all to the right side. Urbanic in the backfield. They'll roll to the right side with Waller, a penalty flag. They'll throw it into the end zone, overthrowing everybody. That play would not have counted. They were going to call motion on Carney. So the two-point conversion is no good. And with 10.31 to go in the third quarter of play, Class A playoffs, Millard North 17, Carney 12. The state playoffs on Classic Hits brought to you in part by Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Honey, hurry. We need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes. Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Larry Baker, big play there for Carney. They recover the fumble and convert the fourth and seven into a 24-yard touchdown. Yeah, that's big. Come up with a big defensive stop here. You, you're starting to see more bounce in white here a little bit. Uh, that was a big, big play, Doug. Very well executed, and I love it. Motioned into the bunch, caused the, the automatic blitz, call timeout, start in bunch, motion out of it. And then throw the seam. Very good there by Brandon Cool. So Carney again to boot it away. This one a little stronger kick that will be taken by Price back at the six-yard line right in the middle of the field. Starts right, cuts left, makes a man miss at the 20, trying to drag him down from behind to the 25. They'll pile him up, try to strip that ball and shove him down at the 28-yard line. The Mustangs will take over after fumbling on their last possession. Yeah, and Kellogg is coming back out very slow. He's the last one getting in there. He's got a limp there to him, Doug. They've really hit him hard. I know I've brought it up over and over again, but you're starting to see it, the fumble on the last one. If, if he loses that burst on the edge, it allows you to play the fullback much, much tougher. So first down and 10, Miller North. It's that same formation they ran that bubble out of, Doug. See how Kellogg's backed up there much further? There's just so many different looks out of basically the same plays. They'll run Kellogg to the short side, want to throw it. It is a hitch and go, and it's underthrown, and it is caught but out of bounds by Aaron Gertis at midfield, covered out there by Brant Barth, who kind of lost the location of the football. That's the first incompletion on the third toss for Morrison. And you saw the hand signal out there, Doug. He got to the line of scrimmage and used some hand signals. They changed that play there. Uh, if he puts a little uh, better throw on that. That was going to get completed. Elkhorn South has jumped out 14-0 on Sydney in the first quarter. Ashland Greenwood leading Chase County at the half, 20-7. Given a winner over Bridgeport earlier today, 33-8. Crofton scores first on UTAN, 7-0. Carney High down by five. They'll hand it to the right side, and again, it's going to be the fullback, Nick Engel, for a couple of tough yards across the 30 to the 32, a gain of four. It'll be third and six. There they ran that same ISO play. Uh, but with Kellogg leading there, and it only goes for a few, uh, they'd been running it with Andrew Wine, the lead, but now they're flexing him out. 
They think they've found something here in this little trip set. So third down and six. Miller North in their own territory. Kellogg in motion. They'll throw it. The ball's batted at the line of scrimmage and down. Ty Roseberry got his hand on it. And the first three and out of the entire afternoon, forcing a punting situation. The first of the game for Miller North. Boy, that was close to getting picked. I mean close to getting picked. Trey Gruby just didn't. It got batted and he couldn't find it. If he finds that thing earlier, uh, that thing is maybe pick six. Now you got to make sure you play defense here if you're Carney. It'll be fourth down. Carney late to get an 11th man out of the field, and so is Millard North having to punt yeah, for the first time yet. in this game. Nobody's punted yet. They didn't have that team ready either side. Bearcats await the punt at their 35. High snap. Here comes a little pressure, and the kick is away, kind of a rugby-style kick, and Carney will not be able to return it. It's down at the 34-yard line. So just a 32-yard punt, but no return. Yeah, Bearcats are in business, Doug. Bearcats can take the lead right here. As, chopped as, wood, chopped wood here. As we said two years ago, they had the lead against number one Millard West on this field in an afternoon game after some rain showers. Not as much of a rain shower today. They were the second game that day with a lot of delay. But the Bearcats eventually fell to Millard West. Now they are in business, although down 17-12. to 12. They've already punched one in after a turnover here. All this, and we've only played two minutes of football in the third quarter. Yeah, if you're the Bearcats here, you better be ready for some blitz. I think they're going to heat them up here at some point. Gruby and Blasco out wide to the right. Now they send Harris in motion from left to right. Stops behind his right end. They'll hand it off to Urbanic. Weaves his way up the field for about one yard. Boy, he's got to avoid. He's avoiding two or three guys, but that's just to get back to the line of scrimmage, second and nine. Doing a nice job there, though. A little inside zone. Keep Kellogg honest in there at that mic spot, Doug. I think it's the most important piece. Uh, you've got to keep those inside backers honest. Carney wants to live out in the flat. The only way you can do it is to keep those inside backers playing C-gap to C-gap. So on second down and nine, Bearcats looking for a first down. Waller back to pass, has time over the middle. Blasco makes the catch, holds on across the 45. They're trying to say incomplete. But Blasco is holding on to it. The officials say, yep, good enough for the first down at gain of 11. Yeah, they're running that slant, Doug. Again, when they go three by one, trips to one side, single to the other, they're getting single coverage, and the linebacker is not in the slant window. So they're able to run slant there. Brock Marlett comes in at the right end for a moment there. Carney had an uncovered receiver up top, but Tristan Toms went out there. First and 10 for Carney High. And Waller back to pass. Good protection. Throws it deep down the right sideline, and it is caught inside the 30-25 and drunk down inside the 20-yard line into the hands of his main man, Alex Harris. And Jake Waller has thrown some really good deep balls today. No doubt about it. How long does Millard North stay with this zero coverage on the single receiver? It's hard. You play quarter, quarter, half in that most generally, uh, Doug, and it becomes very, very hard. That's going to open up uh, other things if they have to set uh, uh, another defender to that side. A 35-yard pass play, the third play of 35 yards or longer. Glad to see the media showed up for the second game of the day as it'll be first down and 10 for the Bearcats in the Platte Valley Auto of Red, red Zone. And it's going to be option short side blast. Or Waller's going to keep all the way, and he is tripped up by Kellogg at the 16. But again, it's a great job. If you're making that Mike Backer, make those plays, Doug. That's why stuff's happening on the outside is Millard North has to keep that box still full. Always good to see Stu Pospisil here at Buell Stadium. 
Second down and seven at the 16-yard line. Bearcats down 17-12, to 12, a chance to take the lead out of the shotgun Waller. They'll send Urbanic out of the backfield. And some trouble as Waller steps through the blitz to the 15, to the 10. He's got the first down. Miller North just whiffed on the blitz. Yeah, and, and that's why I said Carney, I'm sure, expected that. We said it a, a series, when this series started, Millard North's going to try to start heating them up here. They've been beat with the long ball, Doug. Millard North's going to heat them up. And on that, if you don't get home, middle of the field, completely open. First down and Cole for the Carney Bearcats. 7.50 in the third quarter. An eternity left in this ballgame for both teams. But the Bearcats knocking on the door. Waller out of the shotgun with Herbonic to his left on the far hash. It'll be option to the wide side. Waller's going to keep it. He got hit, and he is going to be brought down at the six-yard line. Boy, it looked like the hole was there. He took that first big burst, and he was popped by Jake Lana, the 6'6", 256-pound senior. Yikes. I mean, he got whacked. And actually, it was played. If they block him, it was played pretty well because Kellogg goes straight to the pitch man. The lane was open. The quarterback made the right decision there. It looked like that was going to get close to the end zone and whack in a hurry. We saw a couple of those last night. Second and goal at the six-yard line. Ball in the middle of the field with twins to the left. Set up Kuchera, the tight end there. You've got Blasco by himself to the right side, and Carney coach Brandon Cool has to use his second timeout of the football game as the play clock was winding down the timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. But if you can convert like you did the last time you used a timeout, that's what they're there for. It is 17-12, Millard North leading Kearney High here with seven minutes. 6.56 it goes to in the third quarter. We'll be right back. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And a 24-yard touchdown pass from Waller to Urbanic on fourth down and seven has put Carney down five. And now they are ready to go with the football again, second and goal at the six-yard line. And again, top Alex Harris, man-on-man coverage. Waller waiting, waiting, overload to the left side. He's looking that way. Slant doesn't have it. Throws late, and it's almost picked off. Doug, if he throws it at me, it was the exact play we talked about in the commercial. It's the play you have to throw there. Your quarterback has to get it straight out of his hands. It's a touchdown if he does it. Oh, if that slant window's open there again, you got to do it. They're giving it to you. The corner's in bail technique in the end zone. My goodness, he's got to throw it right now. And, and Waller looked at him. You have to wonder if the ball just slid in his hand a little bit because he looked right at him. He knew what he wanted to do. And then he threw it late. So third down and goal at the six-yard line for the Bearcats. And again, it's Harris in motion from left to right. They go bubble right, and they'll roll that way. Waller looking the first read, not there. He's in some trouble, gets away from the sack, throws it underneath, and it would have been picked off, but two Millard North Mustangs ran into each other at the five-yard line between the defensive backs Brody Buck and Jack Begley. And Carney gets away with that one. And now, do you kick the field goal or do you go for it? Because the last two plays both had the ball in the hands of a Millard North defensive back. He's going to kick it. So here comes Trey Cohen into the ball game. 
This will be his first attempt of the night. They've went for two on both of their touchdowns, and when they ran out there for the field goal last time, they ran the fake. So this one will be a 23-yard field goal. In the middle of the football field, going, ready to boot it. It's down. The kick is away. Going pounds it through. And with six minutes and 43 seconds to go in the third quarter, Carney has scored 15 in a row, but it's Millard North 17, Carney 15. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Buy Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Carney connection. Good things will happen. The Carney Bearcats are still around in this one with 6.43 to go, but I think in this instance you probably chalked that up as a win for Millard North as they hold the Bearcats to three. See, I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a big win for the Bearcats. They just keep chopping wood. Right now, any single play for the Bearcats and you take a big lead. So ready to boot it away, and again, kind of a pooch kick. Kellogg takes it on the dead sprint at the Uh-oh. 18, down the left sideline, 20, 25, 30, and he'll be pushed out of bounds near the 35 at the 37-yard line, some of the best starting field position after a kickoff for Millard North. So Millard North has been sluggish, three and out, and a two-play start to the third quarter where they fumbled it, so they've ran five offensive plays here so far in the third quarter. That'll be tough, man. Tackle the fullback here, Doug. It's one thing I can tell you. You've got to set the edge and tackle the fullback because it's going to be toss fullback. First down and 10, Millard North. Kellogg will start on the right side. In the backfield again will be Nick Engel, and they'll run the quarterback roll to the left side. He'll keep it. Morrison is going to be brought down. Zach King in there on the tackle at the 41-yard line. It's going to be a gain of three. What you have to do right now if you're Carney is you've got to go back and say, what was that playlist Millard North ran in the first quarter? It's where they had their most success. It's where they felt comfortable. All the air went out of the room. Now they're nervous. They're going to go back to that initial playlist that they spent all week putting together. And a little mist starting to fall again here at Buell Stadium. There's the fullback. Goes inside, then pops outside into Carney territory before being pushed out of bounds after a first down. Yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, you're just going to – it's this play line here – is going to be the exact same thing you saw in the first quarter. Nick Engel now has 84 yards rushing on 11 attempts and into Bearcat territory quickly. Conversely, it's a two-point game. A touchdown extra point makes it a two-possession game. So the Bearcats trying to find a way to stand up defensively. They'll give it to Engel again, and he'll be brought down but tackled forward. Got about two more yards on the tackle forward to the 42. And bringing him down is Urbanic. Gain on the play of four. It'll be second down and six. Yeah, and it's, I mean, Miller North's actually moving fast here. Trying to tire Carney down a little bit. I'm sure that had to be part of the game plan, but I don't think Miller North expected it to be this close. Quick little wide receiver screen is complete and drugged down short of the first down. Barely Aaron Gertis. And making the tackle for Carney is Zach Blasco at the 37-yard line. It's a gain of five, third and one. You know, you mentioned it a minute ago. And I've been in this situation that Carney's in right now. And you look up, you things are going so good, and you look up at the clock and you go, 
Oh, man, there's still five minutes left in the third? I mean, there's a lot of game left to play here, Doug. Third down a long yard. Morrison under center. He'll send wide in motion. Quarterback sneak. And Roseberry tries to stack him up, but he's got enough for the first down at the 35-yard line. A gain of two. Yeah, Millard North just playing Millard North football right now. You got to set the edge and tackle the fullback. I just there's no other way to say it. Got to get downhill. There is no doubt, Coach Petito wants to stay with the bread and butter. Uh, don't worry about deep throws. Don't worry about wide pitches. Uh, let's get behind our line and make them work. Yeah, run with your receiver. Set the edge. First down and 10 at the 35 of the Bearcats. Fullback dive again, and on the tackle, Kuchera after a two-yard, two-and-a-half-yard gain to the 33. Yeah, Kuchera does a nice job there. Uh, you know, he when they were running ISO earlier, it was him they were getting to. He does a really nice job overtaking that there. Bearcats plus one in the turnover department. They would love to be plus two here. On second down and eight at the Bearcat 33-yard line, Millard North trips to the left side, including Kellogg. And they'll throw it out here to Kellogg a little bit behind him. He makes the catch, maybe a hold out there, but no flag. And a nice open field tackle made at the 29-yard line by Carney High's Alex Harris. The block, you always got to get that block to seal the edge out there. And it was Andrew Wine that did it. And it's going to be third down and three after a gain of six. Doug, if Carney High will play that play by alignment, they could pick six him. He's only lining up in that spot that far back and that far out when they've ran bubble. Third and three. Kellogg, the fullback angle, runs over the quarterback but gets the ball and runs over three. Bearcats inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Hard running by angle, a gain of nine. Yeah, that was that ISO play again. They just bib blocked it. Yeah, just man on a man there. 3.42 and counting to go in the third quarter. Millard North 17, Kearney 15 in the Class A state playoffs on KKPR-FM, Kearney Hastings Grand Island in the Platte Valley Auto of Kearney Red Zone, first and 10 at the 19. They will motion Kellogg and keep it in the quarterback hands. Morrison leaps over the line into the secondary. He'll be pushed down by Nate Berg. But again, they're getting plenty of yards on first down to set up second down and short it'll be second and three so frustrating you know you do everything right uh and (laughs) they just chop away at you now they just kind of get back to being who they are a good drive here by millard north started at their own 37 and they've just marched it right down the football field all but 11 yards on the ground Second down and two. Wide in motion from right to left. They pitch it to him. Huge hole. He'll walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Mustangs. On an 11-yard touchdown run by Wine. It's 23-15. Yeah, it makes you wonder why they ever got away from it. That was the exact, that that uh, drive right there was first quarter. Uh, every single thing. And they cap it off with that pitch where they just maul the kick out, balloon the C-gap. And that is... Our Usaracare play of the game so far. Usaracare hospice caring for the moments that matter with you. Locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all of the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Usaracare Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. And the extra point kick is on the way, and it is good by Matt Reed. And so it's a nine-point game again with 2.53 to go in the third quarter of play. The five-points bank touchdown from 11 yards out makes it Millard North 24, Kearney 15. 
You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. The three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to pass events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Miller North ready to boot it away, up 24-15, and we are going to blow the play dead. It's going to be offsides. Miller North, when they get that pooch kick, you get everybody going, and then that kicker kind of kind of half stops so he can get it really high up in the air, and that delay had a few guys downfield. And that was the best one of the night because uh, they've got, they had a speedster out there, uh, Devon Jones, and I'm not so sure he wasn't going to maybe catch it. He pulled up when they blew the whistle. You get that thing high enough, and that's what you want to have happen is your guy get down and try to field it. Carney's actually kind of switched. They've got four guys back that are about seven yards apart. Put Gruby up. Now they got Urbanic deep on the other side just in case they kick it to that side. But ready to boot it away again after the five-yard penalty is Matt Reed. So from the 35-yard line, let's see what kind of return Carney High can get. Reed kicks that very strong, and it'll be taken at the 15, 16-yard line up to the 20, and at the 24-yard line, Brant Barth is drilled, and that's exactly what Coach Petito and his special teams crew wants to have happen every time. Yeah, Devon Jones, the guy we just talked about, he blazed his way down there. Great form tackle. All right, Carney's got to take the juice out of Buell Stadium here now. Uh, yeah, Buell got a little nervous there. Carney had scored 15 in a row but didn't get either extra point, had a chance down here, second in goal at the six-yard line, came up empty, made the field goal, but Carney has had opportunities after some bad bounces in the first half. First down and 10, they'll start at their own 25-yard line officially with Waller in the shotgun. Barth in motion from right to left, giving him trips to the short side. Waller on option to the right side with Herbonic. He's going to keep it in there all over him this time. Easy tackle for Kellogg. It's just been so automatic Waller, has he even pitched it once out of the option today? Maybe once? A couple of times, and, and, and the one time went for about 30 yards. It was a really good gain. Uh, what they've got to do is get it on the edge and get it out of his hands. They have not come back to that short pass to the back either. That's right. Millard North, though, Doug, is going with the pitch, man. They know that he's, he's the guy they want carrying it. Second down and 10. Waller back to pass. Looks for the short slant. Now comes a little farther down the field. Gruby catches it. Then it's knocked out of his hands, and they'll call it incomplete. Yeah, they were lucky there. Dylan Price knocked that out with the crown of his helmet. I mean, he just came in dead on with the crown of his helmet. I'm not sure that was luck or not. If that is called a completed pass, it would have been about an eight, nine-yard gain for Carney because the ball shot straight out of bounds. I think that was a catch. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. But it's ruled incomplete. Because he had started to even turn with it. He had both feet on the ground after jumping up in the air. Now third down and ten. Bearcats really need a first down here. Waller with a bubble to the right side. Looks that way. Has some protection. Throws underneath. Complete to Gruby. Needs to make a man miss and doesn't. 
and is going to be shoved out of bounds at about the 31-yard line, a gain of six. Carney doesn't run that play very often. They usually make sure you get to the line to gain, but that time they were trying to set up the blocking, and they're lining up like they want to go for it here, but let's see if they pooch kick it. Trying to get them offside. They got it. Carney trying to get them offside. They got it. I'm not quite sure by where the ball is on the field if that'll be enough for the first down. It's going to be really short, but now you can go for it. So Carney got up there trying to hustle and get Millard North a little oh. flustered and a five-yard penalty, and they will give him the first down. They say that the nose of the ball was on the 30. That was an easy one to kind of digest because you were able to put it there, and Coach yeah, yeah. Petito not happy. Yeah, he, well, he wanted a measurement, and, and by rights, he, he should be afforded that. They moved the chains. He should. He's still angry. I mean, he should be able to have it measured. Our chain gang hasn't been very busy. The chain gang bringing out the chain just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you. If you were stranded on the side of the road, no matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair. First and ten, Bearcats. Double tight end and Waller back to pass. Looking for it all. It's a high, fading pass and nowhere. And penalty flags come all over for defensive holding. Yeah, no doubt about it, Doug. He tried to get out of his break. Millard North defender was all over him. There's no question about that one. They've been wrong before. They won't be here. This is good old Homer football. No matter who the flag goes against, the other crowd is going to be unhappy. And again, all in fairness, most of the flags today have come out late. I mean, you watch TV, you watch football, you know that penalty flag's right there, and you, it's a half a second after you see it. We've seen a lot of the plays over, then all of a sudden here come the flags, and that happened again here, and that's frustrating if the penalty's against yeah, you. Yeah, and I actually think they called that right there. They did call defensive holding, not pass interference. The ball was not in the air yet. It was when the receiver came out of his break. If he comes out of his break and they hold him, that's holding. If it's in the air and it happens, then it's P.I., they, they got that right there. And a first down and 10 for the Bearcats now at their own 45, trailing 24-15 with 2.03 to go in the third. They'll hand it off, looking for some running room, and Hazard Urbanic still dancing instead of going ahead, and he's going to be thrown backwards. Boy, he almost kept his balance. And they'll mark him at about the 48. He was all the way up to the 50 and then decided to try to cut to the sideline. He, he's not fast enough, Doug. He just needs to get vertical. Just get vertical right there. And if it's a seven-yard gain, it's a seven-yard gain. If it's a 70-yard gain, it's a 70-yard gain. Get vertical. And Noah normally doesn't do that. (laughs) He had five, would have got seven or eight, tried to make it 40-50. Well, and the thing is, these kids, that just shows you how hard he's playing. Oh, no doubt about it. Once once at all, once to get every yard possible, it's going to end up being a gain of three, second down and seven at their own 48-yard line. Twins to the short side. Waller trying to keep the rhythm going. Looks right. It's going to be a deep post pattern. Ball in the air. Ball caught inside the 25 and falling down with the catch to the 23-yard line. Another first down for the Bearcats, a 29-yard reception. And that time it was Tate Moyer on the coverage. Doug Carney has done it all night. They've gone three by one, whether they've motioned into it or started into it, and they've thrown to the single guy. And Miller North's put a different guy on the single side all night. And, and they haven't been able to cover that down the field. Simple what a, nine. What a great job, Harris, Blasco, Gruby early. They've made some great catches. First down and 10 at the 23-yard line. Bearcats on the move, needing to score to keep up with Miller North. And we've got penalty flags. Carney High looked like they may have snapped it early. I, didn't, I wasn't sure Waller was quite ready for it, and then there was some movement. Yeah, Carney uh, High, the tight end, uh, is going to lift his hand off the ground. Once that tight end puts his hand on the ground he can't lift it and put it back on the ground and that's what happened there let's take a look at our ashley furniture home store scoreboard 
And in Class B, Aurora beat Alliance 54-13. Gretna leads Scotts Bluff 21-14 in the second. Elkhorn South leads Sydney 35-20 in the second quarter of play. Ashland Green with 35-7 over Chase County. That game is in the third quarter of play. Norfolk Catholic beat Fall City 42-0. Gibbon beat Bridgeport 33-8. And Crofton and Utan 7-7 in the second. First down and 15 for the Bearcats. Waller looking right, rolling right. He's going to have to tuck it up. Now throws it into the end zone. This is going to be a jump ball, and it's caught for the Carney High touchdown by Zach Blasco. That was all about Blasco going up and competing for the ball, Doug. Many times this happens. A high school defender won't go up and compete for the ball. Blesko went up high point of the ball, competed for it. That was also an absolutely dynamite job there by Jake Waller. He would pulled that ball down. He was going to run there, and instead of running, he sees the receiver down the field. Great play. Now Carney High down by three, and it looks like they're going to go for the two-point conversion here. Maybe thinking that Miller North is just going to go for touchdowns. They haven't been able to get it to. They're 0 for 2 in the ball game. Waller, man in motion right, looks right, throws underneath, and it is incomplete, not close that time. So the two-point conversions have been a huge failure for the Bearcats. And you scratch your head, an extra point to field goal gives you the lead, but instead, with 29 seconds to go here in the third quarter, Carney's given Millard North all they want. The Mustangs 24, the Bearcats 21. The state playoffs brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Carney, sponsor of our high school touchdowns. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Well, the Waller to Blasco connection is there again. And Carney High has answered the Millard North touchdown with one of their own, and it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. After our game is over, we'll head to Sutton, where the Mustangs and North Platte-St. Pat's, a battle of eight and one teams, will get after it. Kickoff at 7 o'clock, and we'll bring you as much pregame as we can tonight. World Series on the breeze, 94.5 going. A pooch kick trying to hit it to the open area. It's caught on the run at the 28, up to the 30-yard line, to the 35, and that's where North will be brought down. Good recognition there of what was happening because both teams have kind of moved. They've both pooch kicked all day long, but some are short, some are long, some are to the sidelines, some are in the middle. They're moving them all around. You just can't believe, Doug, how hard that is to field running forward like that. I love the call by Carney. Easy for Millard North just to muff that. I mean, it is so hard to field those. 24-21, Millard North has the ball at their own 36-yard line. They'll give it to the fullback angle, and Carney's all over it. They are behind the line of scrimmage, and there are three, four jerseys that are there once again for Carney High. This time, let's give credit to Rudy Stouffer and Tate Gillen. Yeah, and I'm telling you, they just played that well with their hands, Doug. That was that ISO play they'd been having trouble with. There they stunned it into the fan block and it worked. 
And that'll be the final play of the third quarter in the Class A state playoff opening round. The Carney Bearcats on the road looking for a huge upset. It's Millard North 24, Carney 21. You're listening to the state playoffs on Classic Hits 98.9 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great-tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences, fun and innovative new meal options, and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. Option keep by Ethan Morrison to start the fourth quarter a play second down and 10 will turn into about third and eight and a half after the short game big big play Doug right there I was watching the sidelines as that happened and I mean Carney sidelines has got energy right now big play in this game the old fullback uh, uh backbreakers which you can't have here Millard North, when they win, they win big. Their only close win was over Millard South on opening night, 14-10. to 10. After that, they beat everybody by 22 points or more. But the shocker for me is they lose 42-7. to seven. Uh, uh, That's not a Millard North. Uh, I know it was Millard West. I understand that, and I've seen them play. Good football team. But that's not, you know, there were a lot of people that thought those were the two best teams in the state. 42-7. This isn't the Millard North of, of years ago. I mean, that's, that, that's an interesting loss. Josh Reel is down on the field here. Not sure if it's just a cramp. Maybe it looks like that is what it is. Josh Reel, offensive guard, uh, down on the field trying to work on a cramp. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We are here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth, the Class A state football playoffs. Six o'clock is the Bearcats. Some folks getting ready for supper. Some folks trick-or-treating. I'm going to dress up as Stu Pospisil. Boy, you won't get in anywhere. Yeah, that'll bring back the eggs. I know. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's going to be third down and eight for Millard North. They'll have it at their own 38-yard line. Wind in motion. Back to pass Morrison over the middle of the football field. And it is to Kellogg. He slips. He falls. He caught it. He caught it on his backside at the Kearney 44-yard line. What a break for Millard North. And he was all alone, Doug. If he doesn't fall down, uh, he maybe catches it and runs it for a touchdown. It was terribly underthrown. He tried to come back for it, and as you said, just fell flat on his back and caught it. Was lucky enough to keep himself inbounds. That's our Usera Care catch of the game. Usera Care Hospice caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York. Pitch play out of the backfield. Wine breaks a tackle. 40, 35, 30 into the clear. 20, 15, 10, 5 into the end zone. Touchdown, Miller North. Two plays. It was third and eight. Two plays later, they're in 62 yards. They're able to cover. Yeah, and that was just the same pitch again over and over. Absolutely maul the... D.N. block everything down, kick him out. The last two times that Wine has touched the football, he's running into the end zone. 
The five points bank touchdown makes it 30 to 21 with 10.59 to go. That is a back breaker potentially for Carney High. You catch one, land on your backside, the next play you're in. Two long pass plays end up in direct running touchdowns the next play, and we're going to have Carney offsides on the extra point. Again, they take a long time to snap the ball, try to maybe get that offsides. I don't know. Does he kick it here from the one and a half? He's got the offense. No, they're just going to decline it. They're just going to flat out decline it and re-kick. I don't know. He's looking down to see is his offense ready to go. Nope. So Carney High just can't get a stop on Millard North. Just a couple of times they've got those two turnovers, but only one punt in the football game. Millard North turned it over on the second play of the second half. Carney scored, forced a three and out, and then kicked the field goal to score the first nine points. But now they're down by nine with the extra point coming. And the kick by Matt Reed. Here is the snap eventually. And it goes through the holder's hands. Reed's going to pick it up. He might be able to throw it in for two, and it's going to be batted away, and they're going to call Carney for pass interference. Right it was an underthrown ball. Carney tried to come up over the top and knock it away. And so they'll get a chance to kick the extra point again. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. Not really. It, it, it really is inconsequential. It's a two-score game right now, Doug, honestly. Brandon Cool on the field, and he better be careful. I think maybe they're saying that when you are on your knee, maybe you can't throw the football forward like that. High school is different than the pros in the college ranks. They're going to wave it off. Yep, because you as a holder are on your knee. You can't go it, go back, pick it up, and do that. Jimmy Langer was just talking about that on the show today. He said you could go get that, get back on your knee and kick it, but you cannot pick it up and advance it forward. So a little-known rule that I wouldn't have known until Jimmy Langan, head official, he's our Mike Carey in the officiating booth told us that today. So the P-18, no good. 10.59 to go in the game. Miller North 30. Carney 21. The Class A playoffs continue after this. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engine. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power Products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. 30-21, to 21, a lot of time left in the football game, Larry. No question, Doug. I'm just telling you, uh, there is. You know, the one thing I'll say is they've surpassed the threshold you and I talked about about how many points we thought Carney could give up in this game. But Carney's acquitted themselves offensively. Carney's not done scoring. Uh, I do not think. Well, here comes again another pooch kick. Taken 25-yard line, nowhere to run, up to the 30, and that's where the Bearcats are. They didn't have a running start on that one. Beanbag comes out. They're marking the spot. And they will have Carney High coming off after Gruby took the short kick. So first and 10, Carney High down 30-21. to 21. I, go boy. Ba- I go back to a nine route out of, out of some sort of three-by-one uh, set. Uh, again, Doug, the Millard North defense, the defensive backs and the coaches were flat out fighting during that last uh, um, uh, series. Uh, so there's a, they're upset about the way 
uh, guys are playing this. Carney's going to go with four wides, twins left and right, but they will move Harris in motion, giving them trips to the right side. Been doing that most of the night. Waller looks over here to his single man, and it is complete. First completed catch out to the 36-yard line into the hands of Parker Wright. First time we've called his name tonight on offense, a gain of six. Look for that to turn into a wheel at some point where that single, if he turns that up the field, he will have steps on the defensive back. Second down and four, and boy, you just hope this doesn't come down to a one-point game. Carney's 0 for 3 on two-point conversions tonight, have not attempted one PAT kick, and how big that looms now. It would have been a one-possession game instead of two. Second down and four, bubble right. And here comes the blitz from the backside, quarterback draw. Waller's got the first down and just a couple more across the 40, and Lowers his shoulder, takes that hit really good that time from Tad Spicer, and is going to pick up the first down. Did a nice job there again. They motion. Uh, Millard North runs with the motion. They run quarterback power to the weak side, and the blitzer came, and they were able to just seal him. Ten minutes to go in the game, 30-21. to 21, Millard North, Carney's never had the lead. They were down 17-0, cut it to 17-15, and the teams have exchanged scores since then. In motion from right to left is Alex Harris, giving him trips to the short side. Waller looks to the wide side, now has to roll out because his man's covered, and he's going to throw this football away. They want intentional grounding, oh, and, and Waller is hit after the play, and they throw the flag. Yeah, no question that's intentional grounding, Doug. There wasn't anybody within 30 yards. If he could have set his feet, he did have a receiver running alone right down the center of the field. And again, the rules are different, but he was outside the tackle box and the ball got past the line of scrimmage. If you play on Saturday <laughs> or Sunday, that is exactly right. And unfortunately, he wasn't just behind the line of scrimmage. He was nine yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's, Doug, that's actually just its interesting you bring that up. All of these safety rules that we put in high school, why wouldn't we implement that and let the quarterback throw it away? Why can you only do that on Saturday and Sunday? I don't know. It's going to be a nine-yard loss and then a five-yard penalty. And loss of down. And so it'll be second down and nearly pack a lunch. And again, the couple times during this whole comeback that Carney has been stopped, it's been because of a penalty or a, a loss, big loss on a run play. And on every one of those drives they've scored on, they've hit one of those nine routes down the field, so they're going to need to do that here. We'll call it second down and 25 at their own 28-yard line. Blasco in motion from right to left. Blitz. Looking weak side of the blitz. Waller steps up, avoids it. Looking down the sideline, throws it up for Grooby, and it's it. over his head. Don't touch it. He'd stepped out of bounds. I'm glad he didn't touch that ball. He had come all the way out of bounds and went back in. He can't be the first guy to touch it. Incomplete pass for Jake Waller. These seniors trying to keep their season going with a big, big upset. Don't forget Sutton and North Platte St. Pat's will immediately follow us. We'll have the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show with a quick recap of our ball game. But it has been back and forth, as we just said. Millard North found a way to get a couple on the board of the first half. Led 17-6 at the half, but Carney quickly cut it to 17-15, but that's as close as they have been. Now they face third and 25, down 30-21. to Trips to the short side again. Single coverage out left. It's a screen play to Urbanic. The block kind of missed, but Urbanic turns the corner 30-35-40, and he is brought down short of the first down. Boy, he had to go 25. He got about 20 of it. Love I the thought play when call. he got to the corner there, Larry, that he finally might have some open field. 
but he's going to be marked short. What do you do if you're the Bearcats? Do you put your C's on the line here? Looks like they're going to hustle up and go for it. Doug, you haven't stopped them all night. What difference does it make if you kick if, if they get the ball down there or right there? Here it is, probably the play of the year with nine minutes to go. Fourth and eight at their own 45. Waller hard count. Nobody jumps. Now will you use your third time out here? And yes, they will. Carney High is going to call a timeout. Now you got to go for it, I think. Uh, as you said, they may have tried to juke him a little bit there and get that five yards. It's worked twice when they've hustled up to the line. But the final timeout for Carney with 8.51 to go in the game, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership, Nebraska Land National Bank. Member FDIC, Larry. Here's the key. You, you, you know, why would you go for it here? Why would you not go for it? Other than a turnover, Doug, you've forced one punt in the game. What difference does it make if Millard North gets it on the 20 or your 45? No, I said you haven't stopped them all night. you got to go here. Exactly. The book sometimes says one thing. Your head says something else, and we're down to 8.51 to go. And with it being a nine-point game instead of an eight- or a seven-point game, you have to have it again no matter what happens here. So the Bearcats lining up to go for it. Last time they found Urbanic lined up. Ran him down the seam. He was wide open. So you know Millard North is going to be aware of that play right here. That was a fourth and seven that they ran that on. Now it's fourth and eight. They line up in a punt formation. Quick snap, and they are going to punt it. Tried to catch him with nobody back, and Coster with a nice punt bounces at the 20. He rolls inside the 15, and will die at the 10, 9, 8-yard line. A 47-yard punt. No return. All right. And now... Backed up with their back against the end line. Bearcats probably going to gamble a lot on defense. Here's the deal. If you're a Bearcat fan, you want to have a make Baker stupid moment here. Get a stop. Get a stop. I, and, and coaches are way smarter than me, but I hate burning a timeout and punting. You could have took the five-yard penalty and punted if that's what you were going to do. And you see it all the time. They decided. They, they talked about what they wanted to do, decided to punt it. So here we go. A couple of first downs. Maybe all Millard. North needs at their own nine-yard line. They hand it off to the fullback angle. That's not angle this time. They are going to go to Jacob Matthew for the first time in the game, and he's going to bring it all the way out to the 20 for a first half. And I'm really unsure on this Matthew deal. Pre-game, he met with the officials. I don't know if he had some sort of equipment on that they didn't like. It was a long meeting with him and Coach Petito, and he's been on the sideline a firecracker all night. Lots of energy, lots of energy. Interesting you bring him in the game here. Well, he's got the fresh legs. Yeah. Nobody else out there probably does right now with 8.20 to go and counting in the fourth quarter, 30-21 to 21 north. They'll give it to him again. He runs over people across the 25 and out to the 28-yard line, a gain of eight. Massive, massive hole right there. It's uh, amazing when you got that much talent. You can hold a and I'm not saying it's intentional, but you can bring a kid in that good for this specific purpose. Yeah, and Josh Reel there just did an amazing job there on the offensive line. Well, look for a moment like Carney High might pull the shocker. It doesn't look that way now. Second and two, Millard North at the 28. And in motion, wine. They pitch it to him. He scored the last two times. He's out to the 30, to the 40, to the 45, to the 46, to the 47-yard line. A 19-yard gain for Andrew Wine, and he is now over 100 yards. Yeah, he's good on that toss, Doug, and he did a really good job cutting that back into the middle of the field. Millard North's aware that Carney does not have a timeout. You don't want to uh, uh, stop it for him. 
And Adrian Kellogg hasn't touched it in a long, long time. Of course, he's also dropped it a couple of times. That's probably one of the reasons. First and 10 at their own, 46 started at their own, 9. Kellogg in motion. It's going to be Morrison trying to keep it. He avoids one man, gets back to the line of scrimmage, and will pick up two. Boy, Carney was all over him, but he was so shifty that they couldn't get him cleanly. It'll be second and eight. Yeah, Nate Cash did a great job there with a big hit. Uh, he tried Morrison tried to cut that back inside, and Nate Cash lit him up. You're listening to the state playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Lopers are at Hayes tomorrow. Hastings is at Midland. Huskers are at Purdue. Second and eight. Morrison under center. Kellogg behind him. They're going to throw it out here into the flat. It is complete into the hands of Gertis, and he'll be brought down inbound short of the first down marker at the 45-yard line. It's going to be a gain of seven and bring up six. It's going to bring up third and two. Yeah, and now screen right there. That's as good as a run. That's just like a long pitch. Just to take some of the heat that Carney High was starting to bring, but this is probably it right here, Larry, with the clock continuing to roll. We're down to six minutes by the time this ball is snapped. 30-21, to 21, north, third and two. Carney's got to make a play here. Double wing, fullback Matthew right behind him. And the ball is bobbled, and they're able to crush him, but there is a penalty flag before the play. Probably a five-yard penalty, but Carney would love to have fourth and three instead of third and eight. Morrison would have loved for him to have blown it earlier because Nate Urbanic just blew him up. Oh, I mean, Nate Urbanic just cut him in two. So it'll be third down and eight. And running in with the play is going to be Jared Irvine, senior tight end. Will Morrison try to finish it here with a pass, or will they just put it in the hands of their big fullback in Jacob Matthew? Kellogg in motion from left to right. They do want to pass on a sack. Coming through from the right end and getting the big sack is Noah Urbanic, dropping him back at the 45-yard line. And a I loss loved, of four. I loved it. I watched there. Urbanic was staring over to Coach Archer, imploring, and I don't know if he was asking for what defense do you want or was he asking to go. Coach Archer calls it, and he walked right down on the line of scrimmage, and he was coming like a freight train. Aaron Curtis with his second punt of the ball game. The first one went 32 yards, fourth down and 11 at the Miller North 45-yard line. So the Bearcats get the job done. Looks like they're going to bring them. Curtis, a little low snap, has it. Pressure from the edge. It's a low line drive kick. Bounces at the 28, fielded at the 21-yard line. Trying to get to the left corner to the 25, lowering his shoulder, running hard is Alex Harris, and he'll be brought down at about the 29-yard line. All right, what shock play do you have? Right now with five minutes left, coming up with a shock play right off some sort of trick play, something try to score quick here uh, right off the bat, not a bad idea. 34-yard punt, about an eight-yard return. The Bearcats will have it. At their 29-yard line, trailing 30-21, to 21, out of timeouts, 4.58 to go here at Buell Stadium. Still misting out there, and it has for most of this second half. First out and 10. Carney's been efficient, would be a good word tonight. Bubble left. They will move in motion with Brock Marlette to the left end. Waller calls for it. Looks left. Has time. Throws it underneath. The ball is batted away. Trying to get it to Blasco. Stepping in front to make the play that time was Kel- no, not Kellogg. That was Tate Moyer. Yeah, and there's no money over there, Doug. They've never Millard North has never changed that defense. They've overloaded to the strong side. 
They've left everybody alone on the single side. There's no money to be made over there, especially where it's to the boundary side. Alex Harris is all by himself over here with Tristan Toms. There's nobody else within 15 yards. That's where Waller looks. A little stop on the hook. It's completed for a very short gain. I'm sure you're trying to think, well, let's fake that and then pump and go deep. But now you only got two plays, third down and five at the 35. Yep. A nice little five-yard gain. Cut it in half. Know that you got three plays to make it. So... Waller takes a look over at Coach Cool, but the clock continues to run, 4.30. Long time to get the play in here. They do not huddle up. Waller just trying to yell instructions. Twins right again, man-to-man out to the left, but they're going to send the H-back and Gruby that way. Looking short for a little stop, and there's miscommunication. They weren't on the same page as Alex Harris ran 10 yards down. And for Waller, he was expecting him to turn, and some of the times when you're trying to hurry up, you don't get the play players on the same page, and yeah. this could be the final play of the season. Fourth and five, Carney must convert. Fourth and four, Marty, Carney must convert at their own 35. When they motion into that, to the field side, the seam was open. Remember the touchdown pass in the seam earlier? They have that look here again. Again, a long time to get the play in here. They don't huddle, even though the play clock is, or the uh, clock is stopped. Trips to the left, single to the right, flash go, looking to pass. Waller just throws it up for grabs, and this one will be tipped, tipped. They come to the ground, knocked away, incomplete, and Millard North will take over. Just a simple fade pattern, trying to get it into the hands of his main man again, Alex Harris, and Millard North will take over with 4.04 to go at the Carney 35. Yeah, with a two-score lead there, Millard North was able to kind of light him up up front and get the ball out of his hands. So Carney got the ball back but could not get a first down to get anything started here. And Millard North, with enough time, they're going to have to continue to run some offense here. So you know Carney's going to be trying to punch the ball loose. So either they do or probably a big play for Millard North. That's what you have to do to gamble right now. Wine in motion, that wheel option to the near side, and almost a late pitch, boy. Quarterback's son, Ethan Morrison, don't do that. He did eat it, but he was going to pitch that football, and that would have been not the right idea. Yeah. He'll get it up to the 32-yard line, a gain of three. I mean, at this point, with four minutes left, Millard North, you're the only thing that can beat you. Now fall down. If you're going to run that up, just keep it. Unless you, If you're going to pitch it right away, fine. You get three yards up the field. Don't start looking at the sideline where there's four or five guys and anybody could yeah, knock it away. Carney's out of timeouts. You are one first down away right now with 340 left and counting. You get this thing inside of 220 with the first down, it's over. Second down and seven. And Morrison bobbled it. Now follows his lead block, has the first down. Inside the 25. Ball came loose. Ball came loose. They're staying first but it down. looks like Miller North fell back on it anyway. So Morrison able to pick up the first down. And they'll mark him at the 23-yard line. Again, about 10 on the play. And that will do it. Even though there's 3.30 to go, it doesn't officially do it. They've got to, again, get a clean exchange, which with the precipitation hasn't always been right there for Morrison. Give Carney credit. Waller's been solid on the quarterback center exchange, even out of the shotgun. Got to get the thing to about 2.20. First and 10 at the 23-yard line. Miller North up 30-21. to Morrison. Hands it to his fullback, crashing forward to the 20-yard line. Carney out of timeouts, can't stop it, didn't have any timeouts to start this drive. And again, it's Matthew for three. Yeah, Carney's played really well today. Just 
you know, that start, Doug, those few mistakes at the beginning of this thing uh, uh, really has been the difference in this game. Well, Carney, good, just not good enough. And, you know, they got, they're going to get beat by the better team here. Carney played about as well as they could play in this football game. Above average for the year, pitch play, wine. He'll get inside the 15, gang tackled, and stays inbounds at the 14-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven for Andrew Wine. Yeah, and with no timeouts, it's, it's for, uh, oh, still third down. I thought he was calling the chains for it, just the down marker. But the thing is, you know, <laughs> Coach Cool and his staff and this Carney Bearcat team has a reputation about being tough and playing everybody tough, and you clearly see that today. I mean, uh, Miller North probably is a better football team, but Carney didn't believe that when this thing kicked off, and I don't know that Carney believes that right now. No, well, they've played their guts out here. Hanging with this bigger, faster Miller North team on third and one. Morrison, pitch play, coming around from the right to the left. Urbanic tried to knock it out of Wine's hand, but Wine is going to get the first down to the nine-yard line, a gain of five. Yeah, and that just, I mean, that pitch play to him has been great all night long. Andrew Wine has had a heck of a season and a really nice job tonight. That's going to be it with about 148. Going to have to... As you said, though, Doug, snap it in less than ideal conditions. Crazy things happen. 20th first down of the game. Millard North not taking a knee. Pitching it around the left side, getting inside the 10 and walking in for his third touchdown of the night is Andrew Wine from nine yards out. Yeah, maybe inconsequential, but Carney Bearcats have done a great job. It makes it look probably on the scoreboard like Millard North wants it to look on the scoreboard. A five points bank touchdown, 36 to 21. Again, Carney down 17 to nothing in the first half, 17 to 6 at halftime. Scored nine points on their first two possessions of the third quarter, cut it to 17 15. But at 24 21, that's as close as they would get after that. And the extra point attempt here is down. The kick is away, and it is good for Matt Reed. So with 133 remaining in the game, Miller North, back-to-back touchdowns, leads it 37-21. Carney High here on Classic Hits 98.9. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand-new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, back with you here at Buell Stadium. Okay, I'm going to throw it out just because we always hope that crazy things happen. It is a 16-point game. So, uh, Carney High, 133. Get a decent starting field position. Maybe run the ball back all the yes, way. That's what I was just going to say. You get a shock play, kick it off to yourself. So, here we go. Kick is away. A very high, high pooch kick. Take it on the right sideline at the 20 yard line. Urbanic to the 25. They try to strip it. They do. The ball is loose, and Millard North has covered it, and that will end this football game. Fumble recovery by the. Mustangs, and now just take it in and head on to the state quarterfinals. Yeah, and they just flat robbed it from him. He had done a nice job. He was using some patience, and it, it just flat robbed it from him. You're looking down the field. You're trying to find that hole. You're trying to find a way to get a big return, and 
Sometimes you forget about that loaf of bread. So the Bearcats going to come up short here today. Valiant effort against Millard North, who many people think has a chance to be playing at Memorial Stadium next month. Don't forget every one of the state football finals on ESPN 1460 and 1550 as Millard North will take a knee. Some of the players shaking hands, and this is where you look at so many seniors like Zach Blasco, like Alex Harris, like Jake Waller, like uh, Christian Geyser, Ty Roseberry, Trevor Hayner, Thomas Lowe, just some of those offensive starters that are out there. Of course, uh, Tommy Kuchera, Tim Dubry, uh, other seniors that are out there, Parker Wright who had a reception, the kicker Trey Gowen, and uh, you'll see some new faces coming up next season for the Bearcats as Miller North takes another knee here, but Again, sometimes you you just get beat, and that's what happened to Carney High here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, ultimately, I think the biggest thing that happens is Millard North capitalized more on Carney's mistakes than Carney did on Millard North's, and uh, that's the difference in the game. Just can't say enough uh, how tough and how well Carney played uh, in this game. They had a chance to win this game. I think that's one of the things that does need to be said is the situation that's like, oh, not attaboy, good job, played close with a good team. Carney High had a chance to win this football game today. Last two touchdowns scored in the fourth quarter by Millard North. And the final score, the Millard North Mustangs, 37. The Carney High Bearcats, 21. The Bearcats finish 5-5. Five and five. Millard North now goes to 8-2 and two on the season and advances on in the Class A state playoffs. They'll go to the quarterfinals and take on the winner of the Omaha Central-North Platte game, which is scoreless in the second quarter. No scoring in the first quarter there. We'll take a look at some other scores. And in just a little bit, Sutton and North Platte-St. Pat's, our new West Sports Medicine postgame show, is coming up next here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. And welcome back to Buell Stadium. We want to thank the uh, folks here at Millard North. Of course, all the Millard schools. It's on the campus of Millard South. But I want to thank all those involved. And, of course, the many fine sponsors. And uh, getting a great chance this year to see some Carney Bearcat football. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. The final score, 37-21. to 21. Millard North wins the football game 
over to the Kearney High Bearcats. And let's take a look at some other scores uh, from around the area. We'll get uh, Larry's recap. I'll give you the stats. And then it's on to Sutton for the Mustangs in North Platte St. Pat's. Games in Class A, as we said, Omaha Central and North Platte are scoreless in the second quarter. Grand Island will host Omaha North at 7 o'clock. In B, Aurora beat Alliance 54-13 at the half. Gretna leads Scotts Bluff 28-14 in the second quarter. Elkhorn South 56 and Sydney 20. Later tonight, Northwest will host Pius, and that ball game comes your way at 7 o'clock. In Class C1, Ashland Greenwood has beaten Chase County 42-14. Bishop Newman has scored first on Ogallala, 7-0. Norfolk Catholic beat Falls City, 42-0. Tonight at 7, it is Broken Bow at Central City, and Holdridge will be at Wahoo. And in Class C2 earlier today, it looks like some good news we are being told about Gibbon quarterback uh, injured in the ball game today. They won it 33-8, to but uh, they were fearing that it might be a major injury. Some good news, nothing official, but... That's better than somebody texting me and saying bad news. So let's hope that that goes well for the young man. As Gibbon will take on the Oakland Craig Omaha Brown L. Talbot winner. It's 7-7, UTAN and Crofted in the third quarter. Also at 7 o'clock, St. Cecilia and Tri-County on 1230 KHAS. And at 7 o'clock, Donovan Trumbull will host West Holt. In six-man today, Riverside beat Juanita Palisade 52-12. Silver Lake leads Spalding Academy 48-44. That game is in the fourth quarter, and Wilcox Hildreth will kick it off at St. Edward. That game coming up at 7 o'clock. Larry Baker, again, they won the turnover battle. They just gave up too many chunks of yards. Miller North did what they needed to do to win the football game. Carney High did a lot of what they needed to do, but defensively they just couldn't, just couldn't stay there uh, play for play. Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, when you look at it, it's early in the game. Uh, Miller North just established their offense. I mean, established it up front on the edge. They ran ISO and toss as good as you could possibly run it. Didn't really run a lot of veer tonight. It was ISO and toss and got away from it. And when they needed to come back to it, when this thing got to where it was a three-point game, Millard North flat out got the ball and went straight down the field running ISO and toss, ISO and toss, and stuck it in and and, uh, won the game. I think – you know, one of the keys is we talked about this coming down here. We were a little fearful. You know, we talked in the open as well about Carney needing to score. And we thought if Millard North was able to get north of 28 points, that could get a little bit tough for Carney, as you brought up, Doug. And that's exactly what happened. When it got to 31, I mean, the last touchdown in a sense is, is kind of uh, uh, not necessarily indicative of the game. That moves that score. But when they got it to 31, that was the spot where you went, okay, does Carney have enough in the tank? I thought Carney did as far as I me. Mean, they, they did a wonderful job. So they didn't have a great running game inside, ESPN but they stayed Radio committed to it. Sports they Center. continued to do well there. Their short passing I'm game Doug Brown. set up the, the long need a win game. And I mean, get- it was an old-school uh, approach there by Coach Cool, Coach Archer. I thought they did a great job. The interesting piece for me, though, with Millard North is you know, I don't know. You know, this is the second time I've seen them this year, and I don't know that they're a team that, uh, uh, you know, they got ripped by Millard West uh, earlier in the year, 42-7, something like that. And I don't know that they look much different than that. Well, let's take a quick look here at the final stats. We'll start with Carney High. Jake Waller, 14 rushes, 25 yards. Noah Urbanic, 8 carries, 32 yards. Nate Berg, 1 carry, 1 yard. Kind of like the opening night, the running game, for the most part, against the top 
10 teams just wasn't there. 23 carries, 58 yards. For Jake Waller, he was 6 of 11 for 91 yards in the first half. In the second half, he was 9 of 20, had two touchdown passes, 160 yards, and no interceptions. So for the game, Waller, 15 out of 31, no interceptions, two touchdowns, 251 yards. They scored on the fake field goal, so Harris had an 18-yard pass play, 269 through the air, 58 on the ground, 327 yards of total offense, 17 first downs for Carney High. Three punts, averaged right at 47 yards, one turnover, six penalties for 36 yards. For Millard North, they were led by Andrew Wine, 10 carries, 130 yards, three touchdowns, all in the second half. Nick Engel, 15 carries, 99 yards. Adrian Kellogg, 8 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Quarterback Ethan Morrison, 13 carries, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Jacob Matthew, 3 carries, 22 yards. And Tate Moyer, 1 carry for negative 2 yards. So 47 for 357 yards on the ground. 357, going to get it done most of the time for Ethan Morrison. 2 of 2 in the first half for 65 yards. 4 of 6 in the second half for 36 yards. So 6 of 8, 101 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns. 458 yards of total offense, 21 first downs for Millard North, two punts averaging 33 yards, two fumbles, and for the penalties, six for 45 in this contest. Let's take a look at our scoring wrap brought to you by your Farm Bureau representative, Buffalo County Farm Bureau, everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And uh, Millard North took the football after stopping Kearney on fourth and two on the opening possession of the game at their own 37. March down, Kearney stopped them, a 28-yard field goal by Matt Reed, 4.43 to go first quarter, three to nothing. And then uh, Millard North had a punt return touchdown negated by a hold, but it didn't matter. They ended up with a 20-yard touchdown run. Adrian Kellogg spurred by a 52-yard pass play to set that up. Reed makes the kick 10-0 at the end of one. Then Brady Dubler gets a fumble recovery at the Millard North 21, and Ethan Morrison, a quarterback sneak from one yard out, 17-0, 7-19 to go. Maybe it gets away from Carney. But Harris on that fake field go to Blasco with – 4.03 to go in the half. The extra point, two-point conversion, no good. Makes it 17-6. to Harris got a fumble recovery on the next possession, but not enough time for the Bearcats to get into the end zone, and that's where we were. Millard West, after dropping uh, that pooch kick that Carney had, had to start at their own 10. And two plays later, Kellogg fumbles the ball. Carney covers it at the Millard North 22-yard line and converts a fourth and seven, a 24-yard touchdown pass from Waller to Urbanic. The two-point conversion is no good. Makes it 17-12, to 10-31 to go. They force the only punt of the game from Millard North on the next possession. Trey Gowen hits a 23-yard field goal where Carney had it first and goal. And I still think they get in and take the lead. It may not make the difference in the football game, but Millard North never trailed in the football game, Larry, and so they still didn't there. Carney could have got 18, 19, 20 points in a row. Well, everything changes there. I mean, if they throw, they let, you know, they called timeout. They had it set up perfect. They called timeout. Then they, they had the perfect play called. I mean, they had the absolute perfect play called. Quarterback didn't get it out of his hands. You know, like you said, it maybe it slipped. 
I agree with you. Score a touchdown there. Things change dramatically because you take the lead. And then we go back and forth. An 11-yard run by Wine makes it 24-15 at the 253 mark. Waller hits Blasco on a 29-yard jump ball with 29 seconds to go. 24-21 at the end of the third. But Wine adds a 44-yard run a minute into the fourth quarter and a 9-yard run with a minute and a half to go. Miller North wins it 57-21. And that is your scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. So action continues next. Sutton North Platte St. Pat's here on Classic Hits. It is St. Cecilia Tri-County on 1230 KHAS and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com and look at our updated scoreboard with all of the scores. And don't forget the World Series on the Breeze. Storm Hockey on ESPN Radio. Thanks to Coach Cool and the Bearcats. Uh, another hard-fought season. Larry, we'll see you next week as we head into Class D for the state football playoffs second round. Well, there's going to be some great games, Doug. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Miller North scores the final two touchdowns and beats Carney 37-21. For our producer, engineer Caleb Henry and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda, Sutton, North Platte, St. Pat's, next. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.